This is your first time listening. This is the show from SwitchRPG.com where we bring you the latest in the world of RPGs on the Nintendo Switch. This week we are talking about a lot of news. A lot of news. It's been a while since we've talked. Um, but, I mean, news is kind of slow at this point. There's a lot going on right now um, other than video games. And um, we're also, we have a pretty decent main topic where we're going to talk about remakes that we want. We'll get into specifics later on in the episode. Uh, but first, Johnny, um, actually, before you get into what you're playing, um, please don't forget to visit discord.switchrpg.com as well as our Twitter, twitter.com forward slash switchrpg, our YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash switchrpg, and switchrpg.com. Johnny, what are you playing? I've been playing a bunch of games. bunch Just of them. A bunch of them. Uh, we had a gap, so... Uh... I got a bunch of games uh, in because of the gap. So filling in the gap, I played Into the Breach, and I, I've beaten the game numerous times. Uh, it's the kind of game that even after you beat it, there's more stuff, more unlockables, and more things to do because it's a very like bite-sized, uh, roguelike, puzzle, tactics, strategy, mech game thing. It's yeah. so good. Yeah. You seem to really enjoy that game. That game is excellent. It, it, whatever, whatever year it came out, that was uh, indie game of the year, at, or at the very least, strategy puzzle game of the year. Yeah, yep, yep. I'm. Yeah. There was it, some. Um, I think there was some issues with that though. But yeah, I don't think there's any issues. That game was. Uh, that game is such a bite-sized uh, gem, right there. So good. Uh, I played. Uh, so I got Okami. HD on the Switch. Mm-hmm. This was the game that I missed on what was it PS2 when it first released. So I missed it, never got around to playing it. Started playing it on the Switch. I'm probably about uh, three hours into the game, maybe four hours into the game, maybe less than that. It has a very slow opening, kind of like uh, Twilight Princess. So it's a little slow to get into. I just started to like the world start is slowly starting to open up. So I'm I'm exploring more. So I'll have more to report on that. Uh, it runs well. Okay. Uh, I will say that it does run well, well okay. enough. It's not no. like 60 frames a second type stuff. It would have been way better if it did. But sorry, going back into motion controls, there is that really well incorporated. Uh, there isn't. It doesn't seem like it's required at all. Oh, okay. I'm playing the game without it, and the paintbrush stuff, you can just use the stick for. So, okay. The the regular joy stick. Whatever. Yeah, I'm not. I'm really not a fan of motion controls to begin with. So, that's good that you can play it and just yeah, be fine. Yeah. I'm I'm with you, and it, it it depends on the motion controls. But I mean, it there hasn't there hasn't been a need for for the motion controls to sort of 
for me to like it or dislike it because I haven't really encountered it. Mm -hmm. So if it's there, I haven't noticed it at all. I think there's like subtle, like turnsy type stuff with the camera, maybe with like built controls, but I haven't noticed it at all. I'm using my right stick to move all the camera stuff. So that works. Uh, what else have I been playing? I played uh, this little uh, game that's not out yet. It's the demo for it is on Steam. It's it's called like the prologue demo. Uh, so the game is called The Last Spell. This game is going to be awesome. Hmm. As as long as they continue to improve what's already there, it's going to be such a fun, weird survival roguelike tower defense. Thing, it's kind of like uh, uh, Final Fantasy Tactics or Tactics Ogre meets Darkest Dungeon. You kind of take the two, combine it together, and that's kind of the game in a nutshell. You're just defending your this. Yeah, you have like a bunch of mages. They're in the center of the area. Right. Uh, I guess closing or opening a portal, one of those two things, and you're defending them. And against incoming hordes of like evil stuff, uh, I think they're mostly zombies, but uh, they might get more evil, gruesome, whatever. Might okay. be like demons and stuff like that involved. And uh, it there's like three different stages to it. You can sort of build up your fort area, so you can add like uh, catapults and and reinforce the walls. And there's uh, another phase where uh, you can build structures to give you more stuff. You can repair, harvest existing structures to sort of get some gold back. Uh, you can purchase gear for your characters in order to like give them you know, different weapons, more items, consumables, potions to use. While the final phase, which is the combat stuff, and the, the zombies sort of start coming in as waves but it's a turn-based tactical sort of setup thing really awesome Hmm. uh play i had with it it's definitely not done yet so i'm definitely looking forward to that something to keep an eye on it's called the last spell the last spell and and actually we may or may not have discussed it but it is coming out to the switch at some point i hope so um that will be a day one purchase on switch i'm looking at an older older article august 7th the last spell casts onto switch in 2020 not much time left for that i don't know if things have changed yeah it's uh, not coming out this year no all right the, the last spell is a turn-based tactical rpg with roguelite elements from cccp will release on pc and mac via steam in 2020 and nintendo switch version is planned for a later date so um maybe that's gotten delayed but yeah i'm looking at this game i like the look of it it's all pixel art all done really well oh yeah i like the fact that you know yeah there are zombies but it actually looks like there may be some other monsters or whatever um but or whatever enemies i'm not sure but yeah it looks like there are different enemy types but yeah it looks, it looks really cool yeah uh i've been so playing more on persona 5 um close to 20 hours in uh, I'm on that second palace and uh, loving it more and more. No, no, I'm not. <laughs> it's not. It's not a bad game. It's just an overrated game. My expectations were set really high, and it let me down. So. Well, that's that's really not. Um, 
anyone's fault but your own, really, isn't it? No, not really. It's it's the fault of those who hyped it because I'm playing the game and I'm like, there's no way this game is in the nines area oh, for oh. score or upper eights. I would put this game in the lower eights, upper sevens. Um, wow. Okay. For Persona Five, yeah, it's uh, there's the combat system's not anything. It, it's not special. The story so far is not special. Uh, the characters are not special. Oh boy! Even uh, the Joker. Uh, the Joker is kind of like a an, an empty, voiceless husk. <laughs> there isn't much to Joker. <laughs> he's he's kind of like Chrono, right? There there isn't much there. Yeah. He's like well, the you main get protagonist for any RPG. Right. I was gonna say you get that a lot with a lot of protagonists. You know. Yeah, yeah. A lot, a lot of JRPGs. Yeah. He's like very very stereotypical, quiet kind of thing. Has no opinion on things, more or less. Uh, so yeah, it's it's just uh, a run of the. It feels like a run of the mill. The, the special thing though is that weird. Um, how to describe it? That that uh, calendar system where you you essentially have two main activities you can do. You have your gotcha. your day activity and your night activity every single day of the week, and you're you're you have to sort of balance your schedule according to the demands of like doing part-time work, hanging out with your friend, studying for school, a whole bunch of other stuff, uh, uh, spending time at the at the sauna, the hot tub place. Hot, hot tub. The hot tub. Yeah. This so just there. brings back memories of of school and I don't know if I want to go there. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that that's the cool part about the game, but and the UI, the sort of style of the game, how the game definitely oozes uh, some very nice aesthetic style elements. Yeah. So those things are cool. Uh, and also walking around Shibuya is always uh, uh, an interesting and fun thing. Hmm. So there, It's not like the game isn't without saving graces. It definitely has saving graces, but it's not, you know, it's not super special. Okay, moving on. Uh <laughs> Divinity Original Sin 2, the game that Whoa, whoa. Yeah. Hey, hey, time out. Time out. We're not supposed to talk about that game. We were done talking about Divinity Original Sin I never, 2. I never beat the game. I keep like firing up multiplayer games with either my girlfriend or or with my brother and, and other friends. And I never get around. We never like finish it. So I'm like, you know what? I'm just gonna do my own solo kind of thing yep. and recruit my own party members so that's what i'm doing i'm playing solo i'm not i'm also not rolling any of the uh custom characters so i'm playing with the defaults the built-ins the origin so characters like, yeah yeah like fane and Th- that's Ifan. good because they they have they actually have a lot of really cool like backstories so they do yeah i i like i like uh the four I'm, i think i'm only going to stick with four of them okay. i don't know if you're going to get access to the other ones after you get off um, Fort Joy, but the island, that, yep. that island. So um, I don't know if they tag along with you or not. So when we get to that point, I'll figure it out. But yeah, the game's great. The game's great. It's, yeah. uh, it is a little slow in the opening, though. It is a little slow. Um... It's weird. Story-wise, it doesn't, it doesn't really indicate to you. like It doesn't give you like good direction. That's okay. not like like it's 
it's the initial open. sort of direction as to what you need to do, where you need to go, other than like, hey, I'm on this island and uh, I definitely want to get off. Uh, but it, sort of tying that to a bigger picture narrative type thing isn't really there. But I'm certain they're going to, I'll figure it out as I continue to play more. Mm-hmm. Well, just in the outright, you survived because you you were chosen to be a, a god. So, uh, well, I haven't that, gotten that point yet. Yeah, you have. Well, as soon as you get wrecked on, on the on the thing, they don't mention nothing about being chosen by the god. Sure, they do. They show that little like scene. You, not you might you might have skipped you might have skipped the scene, but it's like it's right in the beginning. Well, you you fall into the water and some tentacle thing. I think pulls you yep. out or something like that. No, and then that's it. Okay, all right. Well, you there's also, there's also the witch lady at the very the the actual sorcerer that's messing stuff up. Malady, is it Malady? I don't know her name. Okay. Uh, but she sort of messes things up. I guess she sources other people, including yourself. You all end up on the boat. Right. She then appears again and messes everything up. And then those evil, what are they called? Like the, those tentacle monsters. What are they called? The tentacle monsters? The thing that no one, the reason why the source, the source users are being sent to the island is to prevent them from being able to use the source that summons the evil things, the evil tentacle. Oh, yes. Um, I forgot what they're called. Shoot. Yeah, I don't recall either. The vile ones or whatever. I'm not oh, sure. Yeah. What yeah the I, tentacle. I... Monsters. Yeah, I know what you're talking about, but I don't I don't remember what they're called now. Great. Yeah, see? Even you don't know. And you I, pl- you played and beat the game how many times? A few times, but I just don't remember. Yeah, and, so yeah. So I paid attention. I'm I'm paying attention. So okay. that that's it. Anyway, I the game the game is great. Definitely enjoying it. Uh we'll be playing more, but all of those games have been taking a backseat because uh I I got hard into Ogre Battle 64. Person of Lordly Caliber because I found that game on the Wii U eShop oh. and I bought it. It's only ten dollars. That is the best ten dollars I've ever spent in my entire life. So you rushed out obviously to get it because their eShop is just closing. Is that what's happening? I just got it because before it landed on the Wii U eShop, that game was available nowhere. Oh. It was on the Wii eShop, but that's that's been closed. And I didn't even know that it was available on the Wii, the original Wii. And uh, it's on the Wii U, and that's it. Like, you play the game on the N64, or you play it on the Wii U. Those, those are the only two places that you can get it right now. You definitely can't get it on the Wii eShop anymore, so I scooped that bad boy right up, started playing it. I'm on uh, scene, I think I'm on scene seven or eight right now, and things are, I have, I have officially done the thing that does the stuff that is a choice, a moral choice had to be made, and I made it. Uh, I don't want to say anything because spoilers and uh, the translation of that game isn't super well done. But the story, as as it's picking along, I'm like, yeah, all right. I remember. Yeah, yeah the story is really good. I, I'm just I'm watching yeah, yeah. the gameplay as you're blabbing about this. No, this is not for me. It is so good. Is it? it oh, yeah, it's real good. 
It's real good. It's, uh, man, it actually looks really good, too, on the Wii U. Uh, I don't, I don't know what it is. The, the upscaling that it does, it just, it, there's no, it might be like a little blurry, uh, from like just, just the resolution of it being stretched upwards, but it doesn't have that like Vaseline N64 filter texture filtering thing. That's gone. (laughs) So it actually, the game actually looks good. That's kind of what I'm noticing. It's just kind of, I'm right. I'm not sure if it's the resolution or what it is. It just looks blurry. But there are some instances where, like, the text is fine. It's more the actual game itself. No, no. It, uh, visually, it looks really good. Yeah. Uh, The audio is always great. It's not, you know, it's the N64, so you're not going to get, like, super awesome. Uh, quality music but the music is very memorable very very good stuff uh and the moments in there the 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 story moments that happen just really good stuff the game takes itself seriously there's no like trope stuff happening whatsoever even though it is a jrpg the game is very serious there is no uh there is no comic relief <laughs> of characters, which is why I, I love the Ogre Battle franchise so much because it's just it's just it's serious. It's got its serious face on. It's right. like we're we're gonna tell a real story. Yeah, I just don't know if I'm into the the way they made the battle system. It just looks odd to me. It uh, feel, it, it feels they okay. auto. Yeah, no, it's uh, you're not doing anything. You send your units out, yeah. and they do the battles. So. It, the gameplay is more so pre pre battle map configuration. You're sort of like you're doing min maxing. It's a lot oh, of min maxing okay. stuff beforehand. You're sort of setting up your units, kind of like um, in mech games where you're sort of specking out your mech in like Xenoblade X. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're sort of you know equipping your parties and your squads, each of your units. You're equipping them with different characters, changing their classes making sure that that you know if it, it depends on how you want to build them out right there's so many different ways to build them out maybe you want them to have a healer maybe you don't want them to have a healer maybe you want them to have like a witch that can do disabling of the enemy units uh maybe you want to just have a party full of mages or you, you want to have like tanks in the front row or or maybe you want to put archers in the back and just put like this big giant beast uh creature this large creature on the front like Maybe a golem in the front, so it can take up all the damage, because uh, golems are really good tanks. And then just put, you know, a bunch of like uh, area damage dealers or okay. archers, right? There's there's like a lot of different ways to build parties. It's there's a lot of classes in the game too. There's like uh, over fifty different classes. Oh, if wow. you also uh, factor in um, the different creature uh, large classes, there's easily over fifty of them. And each unit can be up to five characters. So right. you're talking crazy amounts of permutations that you can build for each unit. You can make squads of like all sorts of different stuff. You can have like all samurai if you want, or all ninjas if you want. If you put in some of these classes, like if you put a ninja in the front row, they're going to do like a fist weapon uh, type of attacks. If you put them in the back row, they're actually going to do like ninjutsu magic 
face attacks. Oh, wow. So that's, they that's can cool. kind of, yeah, they can kind of change up. And then when you're on the battle map, depending on how units engage with one another, their facing, their directional facing comes into play. So you'll, it's hard to explain, but you'll notice it as you play. You can get engaged from behind, and if you do, then your units that you put on the back row will actually appear on the front row. Oh, no. And your units that were on the front row become on the back row. So now your tanks are all the way in the back, and all your 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 spellcasters are on the front, and now they're going to get whittled away by the enemy. So how you engage the enemy makes a big difference, too, a very big difference. So, hmm. so okay. it's... Most of the gameplay is that setup stuff, and then as you're sort of doing stuff, kind of like an RTS, but it, it it happens way slower, so you don't have to like stress out too much. And at any point, you can hit like the pause button to sort of stop everyone's motion, and then queue up new commands like, okay, I don't want you to go here, I want you to go there, capture that settlement, um, city, whatever. Or, or I want you to sort of go to this location over there so you could change things up and you can queue up commands and you unpause it and let things play out. And then when the combat actually happens, it's more hands-off. You sort of make the, the overall call of, all right, do I need to tell my units to retreat from the battle because they're about to die? Or And then there's another uh, thing that you can do always, which is uh, you could change their AI behavior of, of targeting. So... You can tell them, like, all right, focus fire on the leader or focus fire on the strongest units or take out the weakest units first, all right? So you can sort of direct them, but you're not... It's a very loose direction. Mm. It's very hands-off type of thing. Okay. So so that that's generally what you're doing. So it's all about, like, you know, manipulating things. You're taking a, a bigger backseat sort of directing. It's more about orchestrating uh, these... Uh, this, this ongoing warfare than it is anything else. Okay. Really good game. <laughs> yeah, and again, as you're as you're as you're explaining it, I am watching uh some gameplay and I I like I like that mechanic of uh of kind of not auto battles, but I mean it's just you you set it up like you had mentioned, you know, where you can yeah. select the leader, the strongest enemy or the strongest target or the weakest target. Um okay. All right. Cool. So that's what I've been playing. What have you been playing? Well, like you mentioned, it's been a big gap. So I have a list of few games. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's so huge. Huge list. Oh, my goodness. All right. So I've, I've been playing Ninth Dawn, and I've been playing along for the YouTube channel. Um, I'm, I'm just at a point where it's kind of just a level block where I can't advance until I get to... Uh, get my character stronger because the enemies are just so so hard. And I kind of don't like that in games. Uh, I know a lot of games do that. They kind of just get you somewhere. It's kind of where I'm at. Um, I don't know if I'm going to put a lot more time into it though. I, I just know that there's a lot because the game is just so big. There's a, so much to do um, and it, it'll just take a long time for me to complete this game. I just don't have the attention span right now to do that. So I'm going to maybe record a few more episodes of that, and I think I'm going to be done with it. Um, it's just, I, I like what it does. I like the open world, uh, open world, the open dungeons. The dungeons are pretty big. I like the fact that you can, you can uh, blacksmith, you can armor smith, you can weaponsmith, you can do a bunch of those things. Um, what I, 
and I, I love all the stuff you can tame monsters, you can capture monsters. I love that. It's just it's just too overwhelming for me right now. Um so I think I might be done with that one soon. I don't know if I can play it to completion. We'll we'll see how it goes. But another game I've gone back to, I have completed already, and I'm going back to is Dark Souls Remastered. And again, I'm recording it for the YouTube channel, but I'm also playing it for another reason. My brother-in-law has had the game since it's come out. He has yet to complete it. He says the game is impossible for anyone to ever do it, which is not total nonsense, right? Like all the people have beaten it. It's just, it's just, he needs to get good and he's just, you just can't do it. And he yep. refuses yep. to believe that I have beat this game. Uh, so that's, it's kind of just, you know, the middle finger to him saying, yeah, I'm going to do it and I'm going to make sure everybody knows I did it this time. And that's like the easiest one in the front and like the, the souls likes. <laughs> it really is. And I told him that I said, just sword and board the whole thing and you beat the game. You yeah. know, you can kind of just walk through most of the game. I mean, the bosses are challenging, right? You can't sword and board them, but a lot of the other enemies. Uh, yeah, you can. No, not really. Not like you can with the regular hollows or anything like that. And the, even the Black Knights, which are really hard, they're just more sponges than anything. You can sword and board most most of the, the hardest hidden attacks. I mean, a lot of them, you can still block them. You might need to change your shield up, especially if it's like an elemental type attack. Yeah, yeah. But other than that, I went to... There's this armor set. I think it was the, the Black Iron Armor set. Along oh. with the, uh, or the Black Knight armor. Black something Knight. Something like that. Yeah. Or it was either Black Knight or Black Iron. Um, that, that armor set has so much poise. And I used, uh, it was some sort of great shield. And just a combination of those two things, like nothing, I just, I, I was just able to block everything. Right. Every single hit. Like nothing caused my character's poise to break. Uh, maybe like multiple subsequent hints, but. I was able to just block everything and then just attack back. It was made it easy That's mode. That's it. And you don't even really have to parry in this game because if you can just really kind of get behind the enemy and do like the backstab animation, yeah. it does just as much damage. You don't have to get that timing down. So, and that's what I told him. I said, Dark Souls 1 is, you know, it can be difficult for people, but it's really not the most difficult of the three Dark Souls games. But, yeah. Yeah, and it's... It's just a different way of playing. Once you once you figure out the different way of playing, learn that skill set of playing mm -hmm. the way that that you need to play that game, then that's it. It's it, the rest of the game becomes easy. And I think you've 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 mentioned it the way the way you said it, it was was perfect because you, it's really never about the like the game really messing up or really doing. It's more always on you on the player doing something wrong. And and a prime example was. I was attacking an enemy and I was way too close to the edge and my animation just took me right over the edge yep. and I died again. That's not the games. Like, like I just, it was my mistake. Like something I did wrong. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. It's just the dark souls uh, animations and the gameplay is just so refined. And it's just, I thought it got better as the games went on like dark souls Two, dark souls three. Um, and then even onto blood uh, onto bloodborne, you know, um, they just got better and better as to what they were doing. Um, well, it, it got it changed up. Sekiro and Bloodborne are definitely major change ups in mm -hmm. the combat system. 
I think Dark Souls 2 is pretty much where where it really matured and then it branched off on Bloodborne and then Dark Souls 3 perfected the Dark Souls style of combat and then uh, Sekiro opened up another yet another avenue. I I don't like Sekiro's combat system as much as Dark Souls or Bloodborne, but it's still fantastic. It's just mm-hmm. if you want to parry, oh man, that's the game to learn how to parry. Yeah. It's just nothing but parries. Yeah, I've never obviously I've never played Bloodborne or Sekiro and I really want to. I can imagine um now they don't have a shield in Sekiro, do they? Uh no. Your okay. shield is essentially your sword. Okay. Yikes. It's you're deflecting. I, I think they call it deflect. All right. Well, it's not yeah. really a parry, but you have to like deflect hits multiple times in sequence. It's almost like a a rhythm game of 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 a kinda. And yeah. every single character has a poise meter, and the more you deflect their hits, the more you sort of bring down their poise. Until, until you break their poise, and then you can actually go in, and then you take off like an entire chunk of their health. It's not about the game's not about whittling away their HP bar. The game's about ex- creating, uh, deflecting their attacks to get them exposed to take down a major chunk. Because the game is is kind of done in like one hit kills. Okay. There's, uh, I forgot what it's called, I don't know, it's like this little dot thing that appears next to the health bar. So you have a health bar, and then each dot represents another full health bar. Oh. And you could just go up to enemies that don't have any dots, so they just have one health bar. And you can stealth in one-hit kill all the enemies that don't have additional health bars. If they have additional health bars, your opening attack can eliminate one health bar. Because if you're stealthing in, they don't see you, boom, that's right. a one-hit kill on one health bar and then if you deflect them enough times you'll be able to whittle away uh you can eliminate the next health bar or you could instead of breaking their poise and making them exposed you could attack them and actually deal damage to them but at that point now you are whittling away their health bar yeah it's it's very nuanced it's a very different combat system it's really good it's just me personally, I think the Bloodborne combat system is is phenomenal, and uh, I mean, it needed the, uh, the it needs sixty frames per second. That's the only thing that's holding back the the Bloodborne combat system. Right. So yeah, I uh, I need to uh, just show them up. That's basically what I'm what I'm doing there, and and I gotta be honest, like we're in a we're in a slow time for Nintendo Switch RPGs. It's it's gonna be a while i mean we have age of calamity coming out yeah, uh, this week. And, and that yeah this week so that will be fun and exciting but after that we are waiting <laughs> we are waiting a while i think the next one we have bigger one anyway is probably bravely default too no uh immortals phoenix rising oh yes oh I completely forgot about that. I'm just yeah, trying to that, avoid anything. That's like two weeks after Age of Calamity. All right, and all that's right. A, that's a big one. And all there's right. also that uh, that crime game, uh, Sins oh, of so, the Empire, or crime. something like that. Yeah, Empire. Uh, yeah, Empire I, of Sin. Yep, that's it. All yep. right. Well, I I stand corrected then. 
Okay, maybe we do have a few things to look forward to. Well, thank you for that. All right, moving on to some new game announcements. We have fast-paced robot-destroying roguelite Star Renegades launches on Switch. Um, it says later this month. I want to say it's like in three days, right? What do we have here? Uh, massive damage intergalactic roguelite Star Renegades has been throwing players into procedurally generated and vibrant landscapes on PC for a few months now. Fortunately, the rest of us don't have to wait much longer. Get in the action as publisher Raw Fury have announced that the game will be launching on consoles this month. Let me see if I have the date here. So it says the 25th. Uh, it also says the 19th. So yeah, I'm not sure I which have, one is correct. In this, in this article, if you own the Nintendo Switch or an Xbox One, you'll be able to download the game on November 19th, which is just uh, three days away. But on PS4, that's coming out on the 25th. Okay. Yeah, and this right. game just... I... I'm loving the way this game looks. Yeah, um, the art style looks really good. Yeah, I like the 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 um, cutscene animation, the kind of like the anime esque look. Then it's just the pixel art is just really colorful. The animation um, and the attacks look really really cool, kind of over the top type of stuff. There's a lot of pink, a lot of pink. Yeah, a lot of pink and neon colors. That's great. Yeah, yeah. Big fan. And I think the attacks are based off of uh, cards, so it's almost like a card uh, turn-based RPG. And then you have this uh, attack time meter, uh, meter. Sorry, meter. What the heck is a meter? A meter. Um, and I think you said that you can um, manipulate that meter as well. Uh, I think it sort of uh, you can delay or push back enemies. Okay. Uh, sort of interrupting their effective turn to have to occur later on right, in cool. time. Uh, don't hold me to that. I could be way off. Uh, that's how I interpreted uh, my readings of what was going on. Okay. Well, if they do that, uh, Child of Light is another game that did something similar to that. Um, it had that meter of when the turn was going to happen for all people on the screen. And then if you, yourself, or even them, if they attack you at a certain time, it'll delay your attack. So there was always that back and forth, uh, which is, which is kind of cool. If you go to Raw Fury's YouTube page, they have a Star Renegades Corruption anime trailer. It's about two, two minutes, 15 seconds long. Uh, kind of gives you an idea as to what the game is about. And it, and it, is, it is pretty cool. Really well done. Yeah. The uh, user reviews on steam uh is at um the more recent one it looks like it's climbing upwards because it was on the all-time 85 percent and now the short-term uh user reviews is 89 percent and the metacritic score is at 76 percent uh i think this is a a game that's actually getting better i think some of these reviews and some of the early pc reviews were based on a, a lesser polished version of the game. And I think with all these new updates, especially the console releases, I think they're, they, it might be the case where they're going to release a way, way more polished quality product than what the PC original, the PC version of originally released at. Okay. That's, that's really promising. I'm looking at it in an optimistic light. I could be way off and it could just be a <laughs> mediocre game. Wow. Well, this is optimist, Johnny. I love it. I love it. 
All right, so another new game announcement is a game that I really, I'm going to admit, I overlooked. I saw something in the headline, and I was just like, whatever. I have no zero interest in this. Uh, so here's the new game, and I totally, just spoiler alert, I totally changed my mind. Um, Ruined King, a League of Legends story coming to the Nintendo Switch in 2021. So obviously, League of Legends, not my thing whatsoever. Once I saw that, I just totally ignore the rest of it. Ignoring very important parts of it, um, mostly being that the development studio, Airship Syndicate, is involved in this. Uh, Airship Syndicate, if you're not familiar, they did uh, Darksiders Genesis as well as uh, Battle Chasers Night War. Uh, so development studio Airship Syndicate and publisher Riot Forge have recently announced that a League of Legends spin-off title is heading to the Nintendo Switch platform in 2021. The game is titled Ruined King, A League of Legends Story. And it's set to be a turn-based um, turn role-playing game. The two companies have released a beautiful cinematic trailer for the, for the game, which you can view down below. This is on my Nintendo News here. Um, so that's basically all we have, right? We just have this kind of really well-done announcement trailer, and it's just a cinematic, right? We don't have any... Any, I haven't seen it, I'm going to be honest. I haven't really looked, but I haven't seen any screenshots of what the game will look like, anything like that. Uh, but you've played League of Legends, right? Oh, yeah. Yep. Okay. And any thoughts played, on this? Well, uh, I played League of Legends a lot, and it's a good quality game that they keep on improving. And then they've been spinning off a whole lot of additional League of Legends world uh games games that take place within the same lore with the same characters but very different gameplay elements i played their um their card game what was it rune terror i think that's what it's called legends of rune terror or something like that i played that it's actually really good uh for a card system it's it's a little bit more nuanced than hearthstone but uh still relatively simple of a card game to get into like okay. hearthstone very uh very well polished good production quality and stuff like that i stopped playing it but uh that was pretty good so and then they also have their um their shooter game their overwatch style game i forgot what that one's called but they got that one in development i don't think it released officially yet uh and they've got others and all of them have been like good quality game so the fact that they're going with a seemingly single player rpg centric mm -hmm. style game based on everything else that they've been doing before it's going to be a good quality public uh polished product right so i agree um the 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 only thing um the only thing i have negative to say about this is i want airship syndicate to stop doing a license not like they're not licensed games but like i want them to do their own ip like obviously this is league of legends they just did darksiders genesis and battle chasers night war while it was a product of theirs kind of joe madera who is in um airship syndicate it was his graphic novel so it was kind of a rehashed idea and they made it into a turn-based rpg but again, I want to see something brandy new um, from the top of their heads into a game. I have no doubts that this won't. I, I, 
I feel like this game will visually look really stunning, and I'm sure it'll be really good, but I just want to see what they can do, you know? Yeah. It also says in this article on my Nintendo News that they will be unveiling more in December, including gameplay footage, so we do have to look forward to that. Okay, cool. Uh, upcoming RPGs, do we have any other than the ones we've mentioned? What have we mentioned so far? Well, we've mentioned Star Renegades comes out in a few days. Yep, uh, yep. There's Age of Calamity. Uh, there's Empire of Sin, but that's um, not next week, but the week after. Yeah, it's December. But that's coming up pretty soon because there might not be, we might not record next week, right? Just because of the holiday. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, we did. Uh, there's Mystopia, which looks like a Metroidvania, but you play as a mouse. Maybe yeah. that's good. Maybe. Maybe uh, that's November twentieth, and I think it's five dollars. Yeah, five dollar. Um, yeah, you play as a mouse. It, it is. Is it pixel art or is it voxel? What are we looking at here? Yeah, it's pixel art. Okay. So yeah, Mystopia. Hmm. And other than those, the only other one that looks interesting is the Morbid one. Morbid, the Seven Acolytes. But that's uh, on December 3rd, so we might be able to comment on that later. Ah, yes, Morbid, the Seven Acolytes. I do recall that one, too. Another pretty decent, I think. I think it's going to be decent uh, pixel art game. Very gross. Yeah, yeah very gross. <laughs> I mean, it has like this big giant uh, sperm whale mm -hmm. uh, just exploded from the inside with its entrails <laughs> all over the place. <laughs> yeah, that one, that one might be. We'll see about it. We'll see about it. Because I'm actually, for this coming uh, week, I'm excited for obviously Age of Calamity, but Star Renegades is one I've been waiting for for a while. And these PC players have been playing it before me, and I don't like them for that. Well, you could be playing it on PC, too. It's um, a 2D game. It's not like your PC won't be able to run it. Excuse me. I don't play PC games, okay? I'm just saying. All right. Let's get into some newses. If you haven't been paying attention, um, BioWare has released some information. Mass Effect Legendary Edition has been announced. Mass Effect 1, 2, and 3. Um, let's see. Let's read the excerpt here. This is on RP. RP Gamer, uh, EA and Bioware have announced Mass Effect Legendary Edition, a collection that will bring Mass Effect 1, 2, and 3 and launch to the PC, PlayStation 4. Wait, there's no Switch here. Yeah, it's not there. <sighs> they, they must, it must be a mistake. <laughs> it must be. Oh, man. Yeah, that totally. I mean, there, there were so many rumors about this coming to the Switch. Like, everybody, like, even us, we were, we were bamboozled. It's right? still coming. It's still coming. <laughs> it's still you are in denial, and I'm not talking about the river either. It would be stupid for EA to not do this. Like, I, they have nothing to lose. Everything is selling like hotcakes on the Switch. It's not like the game is going to run bad. The game ran on last gen systems. So, yeah. and actually, that at this point we can officially say last last gen. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, like you had said, it ran on the previous generation of uh, consoles. Um, I mean, they do have something to lose, right? I mean, it will take time to develop for 
the switch for some reason whatever reason it's it's a little it's different so um they that's it's just time it, but i think if it were to come out on the switch and it ran well obviously that's the caveat right it's got to run well it would sell more on the switch than it would on any of the other consoles uh i'm putting it out there i said it yeah it could it could it will i don't i don't know the uh the new next gen consoles um that have just released if they get that backwards compatibility upgrade thing yep it would it'd be kind of nice to see mass effect at like 4k 60 yeah well that's the again the developers have to develop for that they have to put in the time for that and maybe that's why they're not doing the switch they're doing the the 4K enhanced versions. Eh, probably not. I don't want to hear it. I, I, I don't think this is EA. I don't think they're going the extra mile for Nintendo. Yeah, they they are big fans of MVP. Yep. MV, MVP. Yes. What does that mean? Uh, minimal viable product. Ah. Okay. <laughs> I thought it was most valuable player. My pop. My nah. my bad. Not EA. They wouldn't do that. <laughs> All right. Uh, Minecraft Dungeons getting cross-platform next week. Cross-platform is heading to Minecraft Dungeons next week. Mojang Studios has announced functionality should be going live November 17th, which is tomorrow um, or today when you get this recording. Uh, so November 17th is uh, when these features go live. The Switch players will be connect online to with users on other platforms, specifically the PS4 and Xbox One. Not sure why it doesn't have a PC version there. Maybe that's all inclusive in the Xbox One version. Not sure. Minecraft Dungeons originally made it back to the made it back to the Switch in May. More support is planned uh, for the game in the future. And that's what I love about this. They they just really continuously support their this product, and it's it's a really good game. They've added already a tremendous amount of content with either DLC or even free free um, updates. Yeah, well, um, you complained about the content that was there from the start but yeah, the fact yeah. that they have continued to support it and really filled it out that takes what was the major complaint upon release to now be a null and void because it does have the content yeah it was definitely bare bones and the dlc didn't you know it wasn't a make or break price it was ten dollars for the dlc the game itself wasn't a full price game uh, but I, I could see its value now that's for sure and there's they've already planned on other dlc coming down the line so i mean you you get whatever content you want i mean maybe they're nickel and diming us but you're getting the content you want if you want more content it's gonna be there um as you want it so i, I think this is cool i think the only problem is it's, it can get convoluted in the way you add friends because you need a uh, xbox live or yeah an xbox live account at least to play on the switch together with even me and my son, we need, I need, I have my Xbox live account, but I need to create one for him so we can play together. There is no local play on that. It was online only. So that was kind of stinky. All right. Uh, do you mind if I grab the next five? Yeah, sure. I just want to blast through them real quick. Okay. So uh, let's see. Legend of heroes one and two which we all know that 3 is out and available on Switch, but whatever happened to 1 and 2? Well, they just announced that 1 and 2 is indeed coming to the Switch, and then obviously 4 is eventually going to be making its way to the Switch, so Legend of, he uh, of Heroes Trials of Cold Steel 
Uh, trails. It, you do it every time. It's a trail. Oh, goodness. <laughs> <laughs> it's coming to the Switch, and the you know you'll be able to get that the the first and second storylines, which is uh, very important for that series. So that's coming. Hopefully, uh, coming to the West. We got we got some Capcom news. I don't know if I should say this for Rumorland, but I mean these are not rumors. So Capcom is expecting at least one million in sales for Monster Hunter Rise. My response to that is duh. And why isn't it like five million minimum? Because that game is going to sell like hotcakes. Yeah, they're so, definitely underselling themselves for sure. Yeah, and a big time. Uh, and another thing is uh, Famitsu, and this is related to the Capcom thing. The new most anticipated game on Switch is not Breath of the Wild 2. It is Monster Hunter Rise. That's that insane. That game got announced like, like a month and a half ago or mm-hmm. two months ago, and it's already more anticipated than Breath of the Wild 2. Which is crazy. That is crazy, but that's Monster Hunter. Monster Hunter is great. Uh, Immortals Phoenix Rising, the game is not going to be all that big in size. Uh, if you want to download it, it's going to be 13.2 gigabytes, roughly speaking. So that's not so bad. Yeah, not too bad. Just uh, for comparison, Witcher 3 was about 32 gigs. Yeah, so you can get uh, double your Immortals uh, Phoenix Rising for one rich Witcher. Uh <laughs> Uh, Bloodstained Ritual of the Night is also another one of those games that is continuing to get more support. They added another playable character, which is Bloodless. I believe it's the boss, the the lady that is bathing in blood. Uh, uh, I guess you can play as her. She has like this uh, Princess Peach style hover with the umbrella. That's type gross. Going on. Uh, so that, that'll be interesting. So another playable character for a game that's already, uh, pretty fantastic and getting lots of support. And then, uh, more DLC with the Borderlands 2. It's the Commander Lilith and the Fight for the Sanctuary DLC. It's now available on the Switch, so if you want even more, uh, excellent, uh, multiplayer Borderlands 2 stuff, there you go. I don't know if that DLC is, uh, multiplayer, uh, should be. specific, but should be yeah not specific but it should you should be able to play multiplayer on it yeah yeah yeah. all right that's Um, it for that did you want to do bethesda content well i i was waiting for you to cover that because i know you want to oh yeah sure uh so xbox cfo uh plans or says no plans to pull all future bethesda content from nintendo platform so here are the words coming out of his mouth Uh, So Xbox Chief Financial Officer Tim Stewart said the following during Jeffrey's Interactive Entertainment Conference last week. The goal here is we're, I'll say it from a cross-platform perspective, Microsoft is a platform. We are one, I'm sorry, I'm having troubles here. Uh, We're one of the first to really support Minecraft, Roadblock, Fortnite across all platforms. So we highly encourage cross-platform play. Simply from this landscape of if it's good for the gaming ecosystem, it's good for us. Classic rising tide lifts all boats. What we'll do in the long run is we, is we don't have intentions of just pulling all of the Bethesda content out of Sony or Nintendo or otherwise, but we, what we want is, well, I am like having trouble reading this. What we want is we want that content in the long run to either be 
uh, to either first be better or best or pick your differentiated experience on our platforms. This guy speaks weird. Thank you. It's not just me, right? <laughs> we want, uh, we will want Bethesda content to show up the best on the best as on our platforms. What? Thank yeah, you. This uh, I'm like try- Obviously, this is this is straight up like, you know, just putting what he said. So it's really hard to just read it like that. But basically, yeah, they're they're not going to pull off any um Bethesda content as of now. I mean, I'm sure when we get Starfield or any new titles for that matter, they won't be coming to the Switch. Uh, they just won't be able to run on the Switch. I don't. Well, know. they don't. They don't have the intent to pull content from those other platforms so right. when i see this i'm thinking elder scrolls 6 and starfield are probably going to be on sony like i don't i don't see why they would want to pull it they've already it those games are already in development they've already s- subtly suggested it's coming to next gen or or whatever to all platforms so i think that's that is indeed going to continue to happen so yeah. your whole your whole little shtick about hopping on Xbox uh, Series X land. By the way, did you get one? Yes. You have it? Yes. And? And I'm playing it. And I'm liking it. What are you playing on it? Um, I'm playing older games on it. <laughs> <laughs> Any, like, Xbox Series X launch games that you got for that? Exclusive? No. No. Kind of stinks, but whatever. I'm okay with it. I've made my decision. I win Xbox. I will eventually get a PS5 this time. I will do it. Okay. Okay. Don't don't I, get me don't get me on that on that. Do, I, no, I'm not no, getting no, listen. You are causing a tremendous amount of peer pressure. I don't like it. So I'll, I'll get the uh, PS5 eventually. Yeah, I, I they're they're still kind of wading through some issues, so I, I want to make sure when I get it, I'm not paying for this five hundred dollars, six hundred dollar brick. So, yeah. All right. So further in this article, it says Doom Eternal is one game from Bethesda that we're waiting for a Switch, um, waiting on for a Switch. A release date for that version has yet to be announced. So that is one of the games that I don't think they're going to pull from Nintendo. So, yeah, that game is so far along in development. It's not even, it's not taking up time from Bethesda, from, from like the developers, the, the coders and the artists and stuff like that, because that's been offloaded to a, uh, a porting studio. Yeah. So. Right. All right. Moving on to some, uh, heavy topics. Uh, former Rockstar dev is now a lead producer at Retro Studios. This is yep. a big get here. It is a big get. Some people might be worried that, oh, gee whiz, Metroid Prime 4 is still so far away. Did you say OG, say, OG whiz? OG whiz. Okay, yep. cool. OG willikers. But I will say to them, they are looking forward and that they brought on this person because not only is this person a, a, an awesome person, I was oh. going to say something else, uh, <laughs> But uh, they are also doing uh, other things, bigger things. For example, Retro Studios is reportedly investing over 
half a million dollars to expand their headquarters. They've been hiring like crazy. They're now, and they're getting top tier talent from across all sorts of industries. A lot of first person companies or yep. shooter-esque companies uh, or people that have worked on uh, very art, graphical intensive projects, all of them AAA. Mm-hmm. But they're expanding their headquarters this is going to lead to what I think is inevitable, a Metroid Prime trilogy, a second trilogy of Metroid Prime. That would be fantastic. Yeah, and if they could do it all like like they did with Lord of the Rings, just do them all at once and then give it to us separately, that would be awesome. <laughs> uh, just so we don't have to wait so long. I mean, they've, they've showed us this, this, I don't know, logo reveal like three years ago. Anyway, yeah, so um, this is on my Nintendo News. There continues to be no end in sight for the hiring spree that happens at Retro Studios. The company's latest addition is a lead producer, Marissa Palumbo. Palumbo worked on the Wizard team behind Overwatch for six years and a decade at Rockstar. Palumbo's resume at Rockstar includes GTA 4, GTA 5, LA Noir, Max Payne 3, Red Dead Redemption, and even Manhunt 2. Palumbo will now be helping out development team of metroid prime 4 that's it that's a big get and another key takeaway is that we haven't heard anything about retro uh laying off or firing people no in fact like you had mentioned they're they're getting triple a talent from from everywhere they they are getting big i'm liking it just get that metroid game out there yeah, I just hope it's not, um, it's not, like, it's not delayed, right? So, like, like you had said that, like, people like me, I know you referred to people like me, <laughs> saying that this is never coming out. But yeah, maybe they are looking long term, and and, oh yeah, all my worries are for nothing. They're they're gonna have multiple Metroids in there, you know. You know what the big question for me is like, when is that Metroid Prime trilogy coming to Switch? And it, and it, it's coming when when the Mass Effect trilogy comes out to the Switch. That's when it's happening. It's got it's <laughs> got to happen. There's got to be Metroid Prime one, two, and three package. It already exists for the Wii. Yep. And yep. I think the Wii U. Like, why haven't they brought it to the Switch? Maybe why? maybe the Video Game Awards. I think it's in December. I I have a really big feeling that there are going to be a lot of world premieres. Oh yeah. Uh, on the video game awards, so that's probably typically though Nintendo stays away from that. So I don't know. Nintendo's been quiet when they should have been doing bangbuster announcements during E3. Yeah. We didn't have E3 and nothing big right. like that of maybe, that caliber was right, announced. Maybe, maybe they have nothing. The biggest thing we got was uh, Monster Hunter and Age of Calamity. On for e th- around E three, no, that came after that. Yeah, that was in way what? after. Yeah, maybe they don't want to say anything. I guess I don't know, man. Yeah. All right. Speaking of Age of Calamity, Famitsu has got some scores. You want to go over those? Yeah. So Famitsu, they have four people typically review their games, and they gave it a nine, a nine, a nine, and a nine. Which results in a 36 out of 40. What's the average? And the average is 
nine. Nine. Okay. So that's really good scores. However, uh, Famitsu may not be the most reliable. They they tend to sort of overhype and and underrate things. Sometimes things can jump up higher than what it actually should be. I'm not saying that this is the case, uh, but that is uh, definitely a really good, amazing, solid score. So mm-hmm. uh, our our expectations are are getting up there. They're really up there. Yeah, I mean, and just, to, just to bring it down just a little bit, you know, we both played the demo, and I pointed this out on the demo for Age of Calamity that there is indeed frame rate issues in there as I was playing it, and uh, as most people uh, listening have probably found on like Digital Foundry or or Game Explain or some other uh, uh, video uh, place uh, analysis place. The, they have confirmed that the frame rate is pretty choppy depend, uh, when things get very hectic in the game. I'm okay with that. And the resolution drops. I'm all right the with dy- that. The dynamic resolution scaling. The game still looks good. Like there, w- there was never a moment where the action was so heavy that, that things looked ugly and blurry. Things still looked good. Uh, but the resolution def- uh, or the frame rate definitely uh, dropped a bit and was choppy pretty much throughout the entirety of the game. Xenoblade Chronicles 2 had uh, dynamic resolution and frame rate issues. I love that game. Oh, it doesn't it doesn't bother me. Yep. Well, this is way more action intensive than Xenoblade. Well, the times that it did that were times of combat, typically, is when I saw it. Yeah. Yeah, but the combat responsiveness is less of an issue in Xenoblade 2 than it is in... Yeah. Well, it's not like we're playing Dark Souls here. It's just mostly button-mashing type stuff anyway. That's how how I play it. I play with my nose. I hit buttons with my nose and my elbows. I'm just like a madman when I play that game. You know, speaking of Xenoblade... I'm I'm going to lump some all of these little newsy tidbits... Whoa. And that Nintendo has done another uh, quarterly report where they're sort of touting, tout, touting their numbers to their investors and saying, hey, look at all, how awesome we are. Mm-hmm. Because, oh my goodness, they made some big numbers. So Nintendo, uh, the Switch has now surpassed the original NES, the Nintendo Entertainment System, on worldwide sales. So it's past that. It's uh, At the time of reporting, it's at 68 3 million units. It's probably over 70 million by this point. Uh, the Switch, uh, let's see, there was they updated the million sellers, uh, or more than a million sellers. Actually, they didn't even get that low, because I think they were starting at like, games that sold over 2 or 3 million and started mm-hmm. working their way up. And there's so many games. I, I think Breath of the Wild is now uh, above 20 million Mario Odyssey is right around 20 million or almost above it. Uh, Mario Kart is crazy. And just their games are selling absolutely bonkers. Xenoblade, which is typically not a, uh, I mean, it's kind of niche for an audience. And that game, uh, Xenoblade 2, has sold over 2 million units. The original Xenoblade, or the the Xenoblade Remaster, Remake 1, the Definitive Edition, is well over a million units, and that came out earlier this year. So Nintendo is ju- just doing absolutely phenomenal sales-wise, 
And a big takeaway is that the uh, president of Nintendo, uh, Mr. Furukawa, has uh, basically stated that uh, he wants more third-party titles to uh, be on the Switch because he kind of views them as being a core part of the ecosystem uh, for essentially a mutual benefit, right? Bioware, yeah. I'm with you. Like, <laughs> like I have Mass Effect on my Wii U. Come on. Come on, guys. Get it together. Bethesda? I would like Fallout 4 to be on my Switch. That would be nice. Well, I don't know if I... I mean, I want these games to be on the Switch, right? Because I want other people to play them. I've already played them. I don't see myself going back to them. Like, I'm not going back to any of the Mass Effects. I just want people to experience who haven't experienced it. Bring it to a whole new audience, right? Uh, same thing with Fallout, uh, whether it's Fallout 3, 4, or New Vegas. Bring those in, again, for the new audience, people who haven't, you know, who hadn't played them before. Uh, again, I don't see myself playing them because I've already enjoyed them. I've already played them. But I want other people to play them. That's my thing. That is my thing. All right, r- rumor land. Rumor land. Rumor land. <laughs> Wait. Should I put should I start putting sound effects in these things? Yeah, maybe. Okay. I think so. All right. Well, I'll have to track some down, I guess. Dragon Quest Dragon Quest creator teases announcements for the 35th anniversary next year. I uh, think this is uh from uh, do we have his name here? Oh, uh, yes, Dragon Quest creator Yuji Hori. Uh, thank you very much for today. Next year, Dragon Quest will celebrate its 35th anniversary. I believe we will be able to make all sorts of announcements in regards to that. And there are still a whole lot of fun to look forward to in Astoltia. Oh, that's the Dragon Quest, the world of Dragon Quest X. Uh, please continue to support Dragon Quest in the future. Thank you very much. So when is this happening? Dragon Quest Ten, is that the MMO? That is the Dragon MMO. Quest? Yeah, but I'm trying to figure out when this celebration is happening. This is next year. Is that in 2021? Uh, I believe it's 2021. Yeah. 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 So next yeah. year we might have some more. More at stuff. some point. At some point, and I guess you know, 35th anniversary. They're they're making the statement so it's probably going to be a bunch of game announcements and special stuff you know what they might because dragon quest 10 that was the 3ds game or ds game 3DS? dragon quest 10 10 um i don't think so i never played it so i i wouldn't know i thought it was eight that was on the 3ds and maybe mm, nine uh, nine what was ten on? Let's see here. Ten is their their MMO, is it not? Wait, it says it's on Nintendo Switch. What? Maybe in in the in the uh, in Japan, maybe. Oh, okay. It is on a 3DS. Okay. Okay. All right. So it's on a 3DS. I guess they ported it to the Switch, but never brought that version over here. It's on the okay. PS4. It's on the Wii U. Interesting. Who has a Wii U? Yeah. I do. I, what I was going to say is they were going to port it to the Switch, but no, that's not happening. It's, well, it's there. I mean, they could translate it to the Switch. I mean, to the West. Why you know wouldn't what? they have done that? 
it's probably going to be Dragon Quest Twelve, because I mean it, it has been three years, over three years since the release, the initial release of Dragon Quest Eleven. Mm-hmm. And that's a long time to be working on yet another game, so I can... Yeah, so if they were to announce it, then that would be next year, and that would have been maybe four years, so maybe yeah. a year to release. That's that's feasible, I think. Yeah, that's, and if they announce it early next year, then I can easily see it come out at the end of next year. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I mean, I would like to see a new one. I would like to see Dragon Quest Ten brought over. I really feel like the Switch needs an MMO. Granted, yes, I understand the the network. Um, well, it's not so much the network. It, it, yeah, the network is a problem, but it's more like the um, the voicing, you know, like be, the chat, being able yeah. to talk with people. That's the biggest problem. Well, you know what? For the MMO land of stuff, I think Monster Hunter Rise is going to solve that. I mean, yes, it's not an MMO, but it scratches that MMO itch. How Total. so? How? Because the game, the game's multiplayer, drop in, drop out, multiplayer, you're playing with your friends, doing co-op, you're doing the grind uh, over and over and over again. There's always something harder to do. It's kind of like doing dungeon runs uh, in MMOs and doing raids, but you're playing with your friends because it's four-player. Okay. They run around your. They can run around your town. You invite them in. They run around. Now, is Monster Hunter Rise just local co-op? Oh, it does have online co-op. Four players. Okay. Yeah. All all the mon. Uh, I mean, yeah. as far back as Monster Hunter Try, it yeah. it had online with voice. It was one of those weird Wii games that actually supported voice chat. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at it here. Local co-op, four players. Online co-op, four players. Um, yeah. So and combined, I guess you can do combo local and online for up to four players cool so yeah in regards to dragon quest i'm sure we'll see some more movies we just we did have a netflix uh your story uh dragon quest film i'm sure we'll have another one of those hopefully probably some ports of either old 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 dragon quest games or maybe more recent 10 a localization or and and dragon quest 12 would you want to see like them rehash everything, like change up the art style and everything, like Tales uh, of Arise had done? No, I like I like their art style. I just want them to change their gameplay. Yeah, yeah. Their gameplay I mean, is dated. I know it's turn based and everything, but I I mean I don't understand the whole arena concept. If it's just turn based, what's the point of moving your character? Is there any? I I I never got that. That, that, that right. It just confuses me. Anyway. Uh, what else we got? Image Inform says that they are making new SteamWorld Dig games. So these are the folks that have made, um, they made SteamWorld Quest one and two. SteamWorld, no, not one and two. What am I talking about? My goodness, is it SteamWorld Quest? SteamWorld Dig. SteamWorld Dig one and two. SteamWorld uh, Quest. SteamWorld Quest and uh, Gil Mac. Yep. yep. Uh, they also did uh, SteamWorld Heist. Which is that turn-based tactical one? Yep, those or... are the 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 two more RPG ones. Is the is heist and uh, and quest? Yep, quest, definitely. 
and um, Dig is uh, more Metroidvania. Yeah, D- Dig is actually really fun. I, I really dug that game. <laughs> but yeah, they um, this was in a tweet. I, I, th- I guess there was a lot of rumors that they weren't doing well. Um, and someone asked them, would there ever be another SteamWorld Dig game? And this is, we're making new SteamWorld games, and we're not ruling out sequels. We would love to revisit earlier games in the series. I don't follow them that far away, so I wouldn't know what else they've worked on. But yeah, that's kind of cool. I I think my only issue, like like they are definitely a talented studio and they make great games. It's just uh, I would like them to branch out of the Steam World uh, yeah. aesthetic and go into like something else entirely because Steam World is, I mean, when you look at the aesthetic and you look at the characters, it's it's more towards a younger audience. And sure. It'd be nice if there was um, they went in a different direction, maybe something for uh, for an older audience, okay. perhaps. That that totally makes sense. You know, something branch branch off, right? Yeah. Or new tree altogether. Is that what you? Mean? Well, yeah. Instead of instead of doing a Steam World game, make a, I don't know Ice World, right? Cyberpunk world. There we go. Cyberpunk. <laughs> All right. Uh, what else we got here? Oh, yes. Sega looking into back catalog of Atlas for remasters and remakes due to Persona 4 Golden PC success. This now, is an awesome rumor. This is what? This is an awesome rumor. It is an awesome rumor because Atlas's um, uh, catalog is massive. Um, and if we were to, do you have a list pulled up of Atlas? Uh, I don't have a list, but as you said, I'm going to pull up a list. But yeah, it's massive and it's almost exclusively RPGs. They got so many RPGs under their belt. Yeah. It is insane. And it goes back 30 years. <laughs> it's it just keeps going back. They got so many. They not only have they developed, but they've also published so many games and so many RPGs. Yeah, I mean they they've had games on the NES, so yeah, they go way way far back here. Uh, so let me just read here again at my Nintendo news. Sega president and CEO Haruki Satomi recently held a video presentation after the company's results for the fiscal year ending March 2021. During the presentation, Mr. Satomi spoke about the company's desire to revisit Atlas's extensive back catalog after the success of the release Persona 4 Golden on PC platform, Steam. Here's a summary of the company's future plans for a number of key Atlas series. Sega is working on working with different partners to expand the release to platforms beyond the Xbox, PlayStation, and Nintendo bubble, which I guess that only leaves maybe Stadia, Amazon, or PC there? I don't know. Uh, Sega had not been proactive about releasing Atlas titles on Steam until now, but the direct port of Persona 4 Golden on PC far exceeded their expectations. As a result, Persona 4 Golden success, Sega wants to release more ports, remasters, and remakes from their catalog of Atlas games. So I don't know if that means more recent um, games. Could be. I mean, they they still have, just from... This past decade, they still have so many. They got 
uh, a whole bunch of Shin Megami Tensei games, yeah. a whole bunch of Persona games. They got the Etrarian, uh, see, just just that that yeah, et- Etrarian et- Odyssey, but they have they have like a bunch of other Etrarian yeah. uh, games. Et- Etrarian Odyssey, yep. Etrarian uh, Devil Summoner uh, series. They got Radiant Historia, Perfect Chronology, which and which I beat earlier this year. Um, what else they got? They got that. That's that's just stuff that's on the 3ds. Yeah. Yeah, they they could go on for forever, but if they're looking kind of recently, you got like you had mentioned the the SMTs, the perfect, uh, the uh, I'm sorry, the Radiant Historia. Uh, apparently, they worked on Demon Souls. I don't. They just recently. Uh, what did they do with Demon Souls? I want to say they helped. I, th- I think it was probably yeah, probably publishing in uh, in Japan probably. Okay. Uh, they did Trauma Center, which is a, a Wii game. Mm-hmm. And also DS game. They also did uh, Nights in a Nightmare. I talked about that game. Uh, it's this is weird, rare game that that I played and found very fascinating. Uh, <laughs> what other what other nuggets? They did Catherine Tokyo Mirage Session. Yeah, they have they have a lot that they could be doing. Yeah, and I haven't even started to look. Their their list of PlayStation original PlayStation games is massive. Mm-hmm. There are so many. So who knows? Maybe we'll uh, we'll get some of that soon. Time will tell. All right. So recent, very recent news. This was actually today. I believe this happened. Yes, it was today. Capcom ransomware leak reveals a Monster Hunter Rise and Stories 2 coming to PC and new Ace Attorney collection for the Switch. Now, this is this actually bothers me. I don't know. I don't know about you, but I wanted Monster Hunter Rise for for my own. I don't, to be I don't want exclusive on the ex- Switch. Exclusive. I don't want to share. Eh, who cares? I care. Okay. I'm look, I I have a gaming PC. But they're presenting a game that is tailor-made for the Switch. And it's probably going to look better and run better on the PC. I don't care. Okay. That's well, going to be a Switch game for me. Because, you know, even though my PC is great, like if if the game comes on Switch and it runs well enough, I'm getting it on Switch. Because just nothing beats that portability. Yeah. Just no- nothing beats it. I don't want to sit in my, you know, computer chair <laughs> all day all day yeah. all right so here here's um kind of a summary just first and foremost i i was uh under the impression that there was a lot of customer customer information that was breached and this says that there was no customer information there probably was there probably was well that's what the, i'm just again um my nintendo news i don't know where they got their stuff from here it looks like reset era so take this all with a grain of salt um, so hopefully no customer information was breached, but like I said, the Monster Hunter Rise and Stories 2 going to the PC, and then we have some Resident Evil stuff. Resident Evil Village details, current gen release, April launch. Did we know when that was coming out? Uh, no, no. Okay. Uh, so, it, and there's going to be a demo that's going to come out for that, so that's exciting, so I'll, I'll definitely try that out. Uh, I hope it doesn't play like Resident Evil 7. Uh, I know it's going to be similar to it. I just 
want it to be better than seven. Yeah. Yeah. Because seven was okay. All right. Uh, then we have a new multiplayer, multi new multiplayer Resident Evil referred to internally as Project Highway slash Village Online. Uh, it says here it's a battle royale of sort. Um, I don't know if we, I thought we were beyond the battle royale thing, but Fortnite seems to be doing pretty dang good. Uh, yeah, that... it can be good. I mean, so there's a bunch of stuff. Let's let's go this through this a bit quick. Uh, that Ace Attorney collection, so PS4 and Switch. Um, were you an Ace Attorney fan? No. By the way? Yeah, neither am I. But potentially a good uh, a good series for people to get excited for, mm-hmm. especially if a big package come together. So a new project. This is this is something to pay attention to. New project, codenamed Guillotine, for the Switch, allegedly coming out in February. And first on Switch in February, and then it also says it's going to come out to other platforms in May, so maybe like PC. This mm. might be another like Switch and PC thing. I don't or like maybe it. Switch and other platforms, but Guillotine. I have no clue what that is. Yeah, who knows? They, they give Cry. these things such yeah. arbitrary names, so it's, it's tough to say. Could be Devil May Cry. Yeah. Guillotine. I don't know if I, if I see Guillotine, I'm like thinking maybe that's Devil May Cry type thing. It seems like something that they'd call. Oh, I don't I gotcha. know. Is a French thing, right? It's French. I don't know. Is it uh, French? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. There's another unannounced project called Rewa or Rewa. Yeah. Rewa. Uh, R- it's R E I W A. That's going to come out in May, or or I guess maybe the it'll be announced in May. There's no platforms associated with it mm-hmm. uh we already talked about the, the monster hunter stuff apparently resident evil 4 is gonna come out on uh oculus vr Wait, hang on hang on monster hunter 4 uh monster hunter rise on pc released in october 2021 uh demos for switch in january and march monster hunter stories 2 on pc targeted in june 2021 um that does oh, wait single player online co-op and pvp modes paid dlc expansions free post launch co-op quests cosmetic mtx and amiibo support plan for monster hunter stories 2 cosmetic mtx what does that mean i don't know what cosmetic mtx means is that the the (laughs) four-wheeler cosmetic motocross (laughs) why is that in a monster hunter game I, i don't know if that's what it means but that is weird Oh, MTX might be microtransaction. There we go. Cosmetic micro- microtransactions. Well, that's that that makes more sense than motocross. <laughs> well, I know the game has a traversal, environmental traversal. So I was yeah. wondering like, they're gonna put in like a the Zelda style like horse cycle. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so as I said before, Resident Evil Four is coming to VR. That could, exciting, be a, that could be that could be a really not. cool experience. Resident Evil Four VR. Well, Resident Evil Four is phenomenal. I would buy that game again if it was in VR, but not oh. for Oculus because I don't have Oculus. Ah. So, uh, another new shooter multiplayer game called uh, titled Shield. Uh, it's geared towards streamers. Okay. Uh, source code for Devil May Cry 2 in Umbrella Chronicles. I guess they kind of dug that up. 
whatever that means. And then uh, apparently Stadia, Google Stadia, paid Capcom $10 million to put Resident Evil 7 and 8 on their platform. So, wow. <laughs> Google's being very desperate. I'm like, please, Capcom, give us Resident Evil. Here's $10 million. There's no Our way they, rec- they recoup that money. I, I don't buy it. This and apparently, a- uh, and apparently uh, Sony paid $5 million to have Resident Evil 7 VR and Time DLC be exclusive to, uh, to Sony's VR product. Interesting. That's a lot. Yeah. Although, I, that's understandable because the VR edition would... That is extra effort. Yeah. Oh, definitely. That's crazy. That's a lot of... Uh, a lot of compromised stuff there. Nothing is safe, guys. Okay, so what we're going to discuss now are some RPGs we'd like to have remade. Now, I'm going to have you explain this because it seems like every time I explain it, it gets off the rails. Okay. And I don't, I don't want to get it off the rails. All right, so what we were kind of spitballing a bit was, uh, as you said, uh, RPGs. And by RPGs... There's a lot of them. So we kind of refined it down to Nintendo RPGs. And by Nintendo, what we mean is games that Nintendo has developed or games that Nintendo has published in some form. Mm -hmm. So games that Nintendo would have to be involved with in one way or another in order to get uh, in order for the remake to occur. Nintendo has to sanction it in some way because they were involved or because they either published it in the US or they published it in Japan or they published it in wherever Europe somewhere something like that or they did more than that so published it as a minimum or more so that's that's the sort of uh, the refinement that we're going through so we have to like really search and figure out which particular games fall into this category and you'll be kind of surprised because uh, quite a few games do fall into this category some of these games I will quickly go over because there was a lot and there were games that we definitely wanted to sort of uh, get remade, uh, but they weren't enough. They didn't bring enough to the table or or other reasons. So these are kind of like honorable mentions of, of we almost wanted to have these games remade, but in order to come up with a smaller, more refined list, we had to exclude these. So not to say that they're bad or anything like that. They just, sorry, they didn't make the list. So some of those games are the Final Fantasy 1, 2, 4, and 5. Mm-hmm. Nintendo has had their hands in publishing those in one form or another, uh, but they didn't quite make it. So another one would be Final Fantasy Tactics Advance, Crystallis, Bait and Kados, Eternal Wings in the Lost Ocean, Golden Sun, the series, just that whole series. That whole series. Uh, <laughs> Children of Mana, Illusion of Gaia, and Secret of Evermore. So, unfortunately, those games were just giving them the mention because uh, there are more. There are other games that are more pressing for our uh, for our remake demand. Mm-hmm. Now, what are these demands? <clears throat> we're, we're gonna. 
as we discuss each of these games, we're going to talk about you know any potential gameplay changes that we want to have happen. Uh, direction for visual and audio changes. Uh, some of these can get very dramatic, uh, and some of these uh, changes may be uh, less <laughs> less of a visual overhaul or a different direction that wasn't expected. Uh, so there's that. Uh, there are elements that the original games have that either won't work in modern-day gaming or was poorly implemented on its first release and we want to have completely overhauled. So we'll make mention of those. We'll also mention stuff that we want to keep because that's the special magic of the original game. So we'll have a we'll cite off what the keepers are. Uh, and then maybe if there's some sort of inogulous uh, game, for example, if we say... Uh, uh, for example, we say, oh, remake this game in the style of how they handled Final Fantasy VII Remake, right? Something like that. So we might associate it with some other remake that was already done and say, do it like how they did it. With that, we can uh, open up with our first game that we want to have remade. You want to go? No, no, you're, you are on a roll. Just go, man. Go. Okay. Well, the first game that is on our list, and this one's a doozy, it is a juggernaut. It's also the 80 million pound gorilla in the room for the <laughs> elephant in the room. Everyone has wanted this. I want this. It is Final Fantasy VI. Absolutely legendary game. It's got a lot going for it. Let's just, uh, the keepers, we definitely want the story to be kept, right? Yeah, I think. I think that's we want that cast, that massive, massive cast of characters. Mm -hmm. We want that kept. the villain. We want the villain kept. Yep. Right. So we're keeping a whole lot of that stuff. I would change the music. I would change the music. Well, all right. Now we're going into audio video territory. Yep. And we want orchestrated. We we going towards orchestrated. That's 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 exact. That's exactly what I want, and and I'd like yeah. to further elaborate on that if I could, and go and, and and go into over the what I want it to be overhauled into. Okay, so yes, I'd like the full live or- orchestrated music. I'd like to see this in the style of Octopath Traveler, so the HD two D. I think that I'm would, totally with you. yeah, I think that would fit really really well. Um, in fact, Switch RPG has a uh, an article as to what it may look like it's if you search our site it is called project final fantasy six oh uh, my goodness so there's some um some screenshots of what it might look like and i i think if it's just done in that style i think it just kind of replicate what they've done there I, I don't know what else we could change uh i i don't want the brake system like octopath has i, I want it straight up turn-based rpg i i don't want i don't want a break system that um, is that is a big change if they were to include something like that uh i would say the the combat system does need to be a little bit more nuanced okay so what if in case people aren't aware final fantasy 6 has uh it's a very traditional turn-based combat system but every character has something unique about them that only they do so 
that aspect definitely keep, but uh, it also has some of the kind of older style things of uh, you have mana that will deplete as you continue, and then you have to either rest or use consumables to restore mana. And I would say, let's overhaul that and turn it into maybe borrow from uh, RFL or other games similar to that where you start off with zero mana and it builds up at the start of battle. And so you have to work with it as a as a growing um, income instead a source, of yeah. as a as a long term budget. Yeah. So just just flipping that a little bit, and that would obviously require a whole bunch of uh, potential changes. But if it's possible to do that, just we work reworking of the combat system uh, to make it more nuanced. That's that's what I would want. Okay. Can I can I compound on that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, can I say, uh, yeah, if if you if these characters have individual talents, why not have their talents uh, work together, like to have teamwork attacks, depending on who's in the party? Oh, yeah. So borrowing from uh, the Chrono Trigger. There you go. Uh, so again, uh, depending on what characters are are in the party, um, will change on what does this teamwork, um. And they could be grand, right? Like they, they should be, right? You're teamworking, and they, they don't always have to do damage. Maybe they can do other things um, on there. Maybe uh, sleep or whatever, whatever um, uh, status effects. Uh, they don't always have to do damage. And and I would like to. So I'm totally with you on the Octopath Traveler style graphics, but I want. Uh, I don't want cutscenes in a way of like full motion videos and stuff like that. Instead, I want these sprites to just have a lot of animation work to them so that we see the sprites be way more expressive and showing via animation rather than uh, uh, an emote of sorts. Because sometimes in, in these older RPGs, they, they sort of cheated by doing like a little bubble yeah. that shows smiley face or something like that, or, or they'll hop and that would them being excited or they'll hop and then have like steam coming out of their head and that's them angry right so instead of doing (laughs) stuff like that i want them to actually do an animation where they like punch a table or if they're angry or or slap someone if they're upset with them right i want to see them actually do unique animations uh sprite-based animations to play out story beats and story events here's another thing though do you want voice acting absolutely Yes. You do. Yes. See, if it's done well, there's no it problems, right? It will be. We're if making it, this. If there's one one problem with one character, I don't know, say in Octopath Travel, you choose Alfin and he's just awful. Um <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. you could have you could have the one the one that people don't like. I'm not saying Alfin's bad, I'm just saying, you know, if there's that one, it could be bad. So but all right, so fully voiced. It could it just just give it to the team that did uh, Fire Emblem. Yeah, right? they were excellent. Yeah, there's a ton of characters. All the voice acting on all the characters are all great. Yeah, I agree. Or, or at the very least, serviceable. No, if not great. yeah, no, they're all really, really well, uh, really well done. So okay, there you go. There, there's the solution. So we can do the voice acting. The talent is there. It can work. <laughs> All right, so we we've um, now we just need to finance the project. 
yes. Cool. That's that's well, not a problem. We're telling Nintendo to finance. Oh yes, 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 yes. They're we're listening just, to us. We're just the idea guys. Speaking of Nintendo, hey Nintendo, this game, very old game, and a weird, weird game, and we totally want Nintendo to remake this. And I think of the games in this franchise, in the franchise of Zelda, of all the games that need to be remade, I think Zelda 2, The Adventure of Link, needs to be remade the most. This game was so out there in Weird Land and did so many things for the first time in the Zelda franchise that has since been borrowed here and there, Mm -hmm. piecemeal style, uh, up until Breath of the Wild, where it definitely borrowed heavily, but Zelda 2 really hit home the sort of role-playing and grandiose nature of this world. They, they sold it. There were multiple towns that you could enter. There were tons of NPCs. You could get quests. There was, uh, it, it still had uh, the dungeon exploring and puzzle solving in the dungeons. Uh, and a big thing it did was the combat system altogether was just completely overhauled into this sort of side-scroll fencing game uh, really interesting combat system especially for the time relative to the games that came out during that time it was kind of like a dark soulsy dance you can't type say of you can't say dark souls souls like can't do it anymore well uh, if you ask me i mean the dark souls franchise has zelda 2 to sort of tip their hat to because zelda 2 did it first because it was a very nuanced combat system it wasn't straightforward it wasn't just spam the attack button on an enemy and it dies because the enemies as you go through as you get past the very trivial enemies at the very beginning you're coming across enemies that are going to block your attacks mm-hmm. and if you're aiming high they're going to block high and if you aim low they'll block low or or you might have to sort of jump and attack them uh on their head or or jump behind them or maybe uh, there's going to be some times where you need, may, uh, might have to cast a spell or something like that to uh, to damage them or to make them vulnerable. Very nuanced combat system. Mm-hmm. But you can't say souls like. I can't say souls like. No, you can't do it. All right. So, so, we'll, so um, yeah. what what are, what are we changing? What are we keeping? What are we doing here? All right, keepers. I think the combat system, keeping it side scroll. Okay. Adding more to it. But but especially nailing home that uh, that dance, that sort of fencing dance that you did, that one-on-one. Sometimes you had more than one enemy, but keeping that sort of intensity there and that high action uh, okay. level of, of combat and keeping the nuance of you have to control where you're blocking the enemy's attacks and you have to control where you're attacking based on where the enemy is blocking their attack. Okay. They added something similar to that in Skyward Sword, where you had to actually change uh, the method of where you're attacking, physically attacking the enemy in Skyward Sword. And I would love for them to bring that back in Zelda 2. It doesn't... If they did it like Skyward Sword, then they could do it in 3D. But I would say play homage to the original game and make it 2D side-scroll... Uh, and really up the elements uh, of the combat system. Uh, just by having those extra buttons, they're going to make the combat system way more responsive, 
and more dynamic uh, because I think you have to hit like the select button or the pause button in order to access your menu for casting spells. Yeah, yeah. And up some other stuff. So they, they were they were limited on on buttons. Very limited. So just just by having more buttons, you're going to be able to do so much more stuff into the game. And they could even do something like um, if you remember games like uh, what was it? Uh, Warrior the the Virtual Boy, the uh, the Wario game on the Virtual Boy, where you had the front lane. It's a side scroller, but it had like multiple layers of depth. Is that, that wa- you could... is it WarioWare? Uh... Not WarioWare. I think it's uh, Wario Land. I don't know. Wario Virtual Boy. If you search for that, you'll okay. probably find it. All right, uh, Virtual Boy Wario Land. There you go, Virtual Boy Wario Land. And if you watch it, there's like multiple layers to the the scrolling, the travel, the plane that you can travel. So you can hop into the foreground or the background, and I could easily see them incorporating that. Oh, I see that. Okay. Yeah, they can incorporate that into the combat system of Zelda, where. There is a foreground and a background into this remake. And now, not only are you blocking uh, high, low in front of you and behind you, we also have to block enemies that might be doing an attack as they jump into your plane. Your So they're coming from the background into okay. the foreground where you are and doing like a jumping attack. So you'd have to block them in the process of doing that or prevent them from hitting you. So you could sort of hit enemies that are in the, the background. The enemies that are in the background could hit you. So that, that becomes another few layers. And you can do that more than just two layers. You could do that as like three layers, four layers, five, la- five layers. As a possibility. I'm not saying to do it, but that would add a huge new element to the combat system. I gotcha. I'm not saying it's necessary. But it could be something that they do. Nintendo has done stuff like that in the past. Sure. And there, there are other games. There are other RPGs that have done that type of combat system. There's one on Saturn. I forgot what it was called. I know. Um, really awesome combat system. I want to say Shadow Complex does something similar to that. Uh, no. Shadow Complex doesn't have a foreground no. background. Yeah. Yes, you're right. You're right. They don't do that. Um. But, I mean, I think if you could get Zelda 2 in the same vein as even, like, Shadow Complex or another game that I really like is uh, Samus, Re- um, Samus Returns, the remake there. I think if you can get the combination of the, the two there. I, I like the, I think the Zelda 2's combat, while it's good, is very rigid. Um, because it's just up, down, up, down. You need some... You need some 3D workspace there. Um, so I want to want to loosen that up. Maybe even you could probably even add attacks or combinations of things uh, yeah. to Link's repertoire just they, by they, just by doing that. Yeah, it, the big thing with Zelda Two is that it didn't have as many uh, items. Uh, I don't think it had the boomerang or the arrow, right? The bow and arrow and the boomerang. I thought it had the arrow. I don't know about the boomerang. I, I forgot what items, but it, it certainly wasn't even close to the typical repertoire of items. 
and you can imagine adding like the grappling hook and and the bow and the arrow and the other things and these things come in into play in the combat scene right keeping it side scrolling keeping it you know kind of like smash brothers right you're taking the move set of link in smash brothers and now you're you're putting that in a zelda 2 uh remade kind of world Mm -hmm. uh and if you make it more uh you know less you know knocking the enemy away like smash brothers is but more so uh a nuance uh potentially uh penalizing system kind of like dark souls where you really have to you really do have to get good uh incorporate it into that now another thing that i think they need to overhaul and it's not it's also a keeper but it's also an overhaul is the uh, the towns and the overworld. Yeah, I just want them to like really nail the uh, the immersion factor into the world of into this world of Zelda because they they definitely went full ham on it. It's a darker telling of the Zelda storyline. It's one of the darkest actually, uh, and they there's a huge opportunity for Link Link's interactions. With the NPCs, the quests that, are, that he gets, being you know, let's let's remove the trivialness of it, uh, and just further sort of sell that immersion factor. Yeah, when he when he's in towns, it's got to be the most it's the most boring experience, right? The the only good parts in Zelda Two are the actual combats. When they're in town, there's really it doesn't. I don't feel like it adds much of anything. So, you know, maybe, again, like you had said, making that more immersive would definitely help that. Uh, I, I, think, I think just making it look better will, will help that. But, yeah, all you got are text bubbles from some of these, these, uh, these NPCs. I don't know, maybe incorporating some side quests? Maybe? I don't know. I think that, uh, that, that could more, definitely work. More side quests, yeah. Yeah, more side quests, yeah. yeah. And, and the other side thing so the overworld part the only issue the one of the major issues of it was there wasn't enough interesting areas to explore in there it was all stuff that you kind of needed to go to and the rest of the overall the rest of the overworld was kind of sparse yeah on points of interest so if they were to uh, sort of further immerse the player and allow them to explore more stuff and get rewarded for that exploration and to to add more flexibility as to what they they could explore, that'd be great as well. Are there uh, puzzle aspects in the overworld? Uh, it's more like obstacles. There, I can't remember there being any major puzzle aspects to the overworld, other than uh, you had to get an item in order to get past a barricade or yeah. or some sort of block blockade. Yeah, they'd, they'd have to refine that because the overworld just seems like. I don't know. It just seems unnecessary. You could almost remove it if you really, at this point. I mean, if you obviously, if you work in the changes that we suggest Nintendo, it could be more interesting. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, it does seem like, I don't know, it seems arbitrary, you know? Now, I, I did mention, so you you mentioned an art style, and then I mentioned a counter art style, you know, not on, on, the, on the cast. Did you look up what I mentioned? Well, I'm sorry. What did you mention? So it was it was on. I think it was on. Uh, I linked it on Discord where we were talking about the art style for how this remake this remake would look. Yep. And I I found the 
old, the original concept art. Oh yes, too. And yep. I thought it looked incredible. It was darker. It was still it was a cartoon comic like art style, but it was like eighties comic, and it was mature. Yes. Uh, it, it was an adult-ish, you know, I, I, an older Link. It wasn't like a kid Link or, or a chibi uh, hob, hobbit Link. And uh, it, it just it just had like this this art style to it. And I would love for the remake to do exactly what they did in that artwork to just be the entire game looking like that concept art. Yes. Yeah, so if you go to, I think it's historyofhyrule.com, you can find the artwork there. But yes, I'm trying to think of another game that does this kind of artwork in their game. Um, but yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I think this would be really cool, except for when you go down to the really bottom, bottom, bottom. It just looks like Smurfs. Like Link <laughs> looks like a Smurf. I really don't like that, but I do like the older, the older Link in his tunic. I think that looks really, really cool. Yeah, I could, I could go for that kind of art style. Now, but again, I'm trying to trying to remember if there is something in, done in that art style. Can you think? You can't think of anything. I I can't think. There's there's a lot of indie games that probably yeah. come close, but I can't think of anything uh, uh, that exactly matches that. You know, what? Uh, maybe Dragon's Lair, the arcade game. Yeah, but that's definitely more cell like cell shaded. Nothing like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. So, uh, you want to take the next one on, on the next game that we definitely uh, want Nintendo to remake? Yeah, sure. Um, I've never played it though, um, but I can certainly um, go through through. I know I know a billion of other people have played it. So this right. game, um, if you, you you may or may not have heard of it, I don't know. It's called Earthbound. Um, I don't know. I I, I mean I I'm very familiar with the game, obviously. And I've seen a lot of gameplay. I've watched a lot of, you know, I've watched a lot of gameplay. I honestly don't know how much of it I would even change, to be honest with you. Oh, uh, visually, you could change a whole lot. Do you there, want to, though? I would. Yeah. Yeah. I, w I would go um, art style. I would go, uh, you know, Rick and Morty. Actually, actually, a uh, game did this art style. Uh, not too long ago, called, uh, what was it, Swords of Ditto? Oh, yes, 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 yes. At Art South. So okay. I would love to go something similar to that. It's like a very hand-drawn uh, cartoon network, adult swim sort of art style. Okay. Uh, so revamp all the visuals to that. Instead of doing the pixel, you know, the, the Super Nintendo pixel graphics of Earthbound, uh, update it to that, you know, higher fidelity artwork. And the elements to overhaul so this is a a dragon quest style combat system i gotta tell Except you though that. man if if you change this game too much you you were just gonna anger a lot of people and while i love the swords of ditto uh art style it's kind of like the thin line comic book art style i really do like that you're gonna have a lot of angry nerds it ain't gonna be oh. pretty would you do like how, how else could you improve i mean you we could go the octopath traveler route and you definitely keep the the fans happy 
No, I, I, I wouldn't say you'd have to have to do that. Could you do um something kind of in between? Um maybe have your hand drawn background environment, but keep your 2D sp uh, pixel art sprite. Would that work? You know uh, you know what? What could work really well is the Paper Mario style. Especially the newest one. What? Yeah, but not not like Paper Mario, so they would look... Uh, I guess it would look like sprites. Maybe they could look like uh, high-resolution sprites, but, uh, but not look like they're paper cutouts. But pixel art? But it would still... Well, it wouldn't be pixel art. It would be like kind of like how Mario was pixelated. And then in Paper Mario, they drew out Mario. Yeah. All right. So it's it's no longer pixel art, but it is a Mario sprite. In Paper mm. Mario, Paper Mario 2, and, and well, the newest Paper Mario for that matter. Right. right. But instead of having that white border outline to indicate that it was a paper cutout, you just get rid of that entirely. So you're playing as a 2D sprite, but in a 3D world. Right. But the sprite is not a, a pixelated sprite. I so mean, you, I could totally see that happen. So you would totally forego the pixel art in that situation, right? Yeah, I mean, we're re the original game. When it comes to uh, to sort of Super Nintendo games, yeah, and the artwork in them, they're kind of just forever gonna be good. Yeah. So trying to overhaul or revamp that or or to remake this, bear in mind this is a remake right right this is an opportunity to to do something different and you know if if you have that opportunity why not not you know go crazy right because we're also bringing this to a brand new audience that's never played this right i'm just trying to think of a better way to do this i mean could we yes keep it pixel art and you know change like have some dynamic lighting uh, obviously, upscale everything. Uh, just update the pixel art itself to look just just better. Uh, I mean, if you up, you can't upgrade or update pixel art to look better. It's always going to look pixelated. That's the whole point of it. No, if I, you I, make it higher resolution, it won't look like pixel art anymore. Hmm. No, I I, I know, and I know what you mean. I mean, we could go the furthest that we could go and still have things kind of look pixel arty is essentially the uh, you know Symphony of Night, Castlevania Symphony of Night. You know yep. that that's that's like the highest fidelity pixel art that you can get without while still sort of being pixel art. Okay. So here's here's what I'm looking at. I'm looking at a, a gameplay video. Of the game Eastward. And I think that's where you want to go. Where it, I want to go or where that's where that's where I want to go. That's where you want to go. So where I want to go. Now this is a it's it's a it's not turn based. So Okay. This is just obviously for overworld perspective, this would be the game. Oh, this is, you know, this is very, it's not too far off the beaten path for 
for Earthbound at all. Right. And that's what I, that's what I mean. I want to really keep the aesthetic of it all. I, I mean, okay. the battle system we'll discuss. I I don't know. I'm totally sold on the battle system, but I mean, well, this this is similar to what I originally said, which was a uh, sword sword of ditto. Right, but this is more pixel art. Swords of Ditto is actually hand drawn. Right. Well, I don't. I don't know. This is um. It's this is on the border of pixel art and animated cartoon. It's it's sort of an in between of of the two. Well, Johnny, this is what I want. Okay. Uh, I'm with you. You know what? <laughs> if this is how, if this is how uh, Earthbound remake needs to go, I am totally with you. I'm on board 100. percent Now, how about the battle? Uh animations the battle system yeah so it's dragon quest except the unique thing is the rolling damage that it has so if you deal damage to an enemy it it, it's not immediate chunk of their health gets whittled away the the health the hp bars uh especially for your own characters they have like a rolodex thing and they Mm -hmm. start to roll back so if the enemy were to hit you uh for 100 damage it would start to roll the single digits uh, slowly. So after about, I don't know, three seconds of time, you took the full 100 damage. But if you were able to heal yourself before that three seconds is over, you would stop the rollback of damage, and then it would go forward so that you would start to heal. So you can actually kind of like that red bar, that lingering red bar of health, uh, in fighting games, you could sort of stop it midway through before taking the full brunt of the damage. Gotcha. That's a unique thing, and I would love for them to take that even further than what they have in And potentially uh, incorporate it more so with the enemies as well to make it uh, more challenging and nuanced. Would you keep the same look and feel of it? Sure. Still having that forward perspective, that sort of thing? Yeah. Okay. Yep. They they could do that. No problem. Yeah, I, I mean I, I don't mind it. I think it actually sounds sounds really, really cool. Um how about the music? How are we keeping that? Are we keeping it still kind of chip tune type oh, of we're stuff? Redoing it. We're redoing, redoing it. it. We're doing oh, yeah. f- full rock oh, like rock band, rock music? What are we doing? Uh we're gonna <laughs> go with uh taking the tunes, just rehashing it. I would say uh probably something like jazzy and uh City-like. So I would say like city music, so you get uh, pop. Lots of pop music. Different varieties, though. Okay. Pop music. And it'll be tied to sort of the environments that you're in. You know what? Uh, w- if there is one sort of genre of music that kind of fits Earthbound, uh, it would be disco. Because Ooh. there's a lot of... Yeah, disco, yeah. There's a lot of disco references <laughs> in, in Earthbound, uh, uh, there's hippies and and uh, disco dancers and and weird stuff like that. Uh, it's a very it's also like kind of a trippy game. So I would say something to that extent could absolutely work. Uh, so some disco music, yeah, nice. And disco. you know what? With that being said, they could even incorporate into the combat system some sort of uh, rhythm action thing. Yeah, doesn't so I, like doesn't Undertale do a little bit of that? Uh, I don't know because I've never played. Oh, Undertale. okay. <laughs> I thought they had kind of like, like kind of random type of battle, um, 
things going on it, but Perhaps. I'm, I'm so, speaking out of turn here. If if they do do uh do the rhythm element incorporate a rhythm element to the combat, uh, I would like it to be kind of like uh the action presses that you do during um Super Mario RPG or Paper Mario games, uh, where you have to sort of time your hits. Okay. And if you time your hits according to the battle music, all the better. That would be phenomenal, especially on on both on the offensive and on the defensive. And that okay. would really work out pretty well. So I, I think, yeah, going going the music route and heavy into the music route because the audio vis, uh, visual obviously is getting updated and is going to look way better, but it's not. That's not going to be like the big pull of it. So because it's you know as as you said right there make the bell, bells and whistles really shine through with the audio and then combining that audio into the combat system. We got, we got a, uh, we got a winner, an absolute winner of a remake. Sounds great. <laughs> I'm, I'm down for it. <laughs> oh man. Um, we're, we're charging full price for this full physical version, everything. Uh, for all these remakes, I would play, pay full price. for. It. All right. Sounds good. All right, you're you're on like the next three games, man. I've never played any of those, so. Oh, jeez. Uh, uh, the next one, Fire Emblem Genealogy of the Holy War, and yes, there's been plenty of Fire Emblem games that have yet to make it here to the states. Uh, but apparently, when when we looked up Fire Emblem games, and we've even talked about this one in the past. Yeah. This one's like hailed as the best Fire Emblem game, <laughs> aside from Three Houses. So yeah. I've never played this one. This one gets a lot of praise for doing a lot of things differently, but also doing a lot, starting a lot of the things that the Fire Emblem series has now become known for doing, like the relationship that you can have with characters and that bonding that you do. That's a very, that, that is a Fire Emblem genealogy thing that occurred. Also, uh, there it, the story apparently is, one of the the most fundamental. So these are the definite keepers that that we want. The battle maps are also significantly larger than expected and more nuanced, and, and it was they're multi-staged. Uh, so they, you know how in Fire Emblem Three Houses we kind of complained that like yeah the the challenge of the maps themselves weren't were kind of samey. Right. Well. From from what I researched, it seems like genealogy of the Holy War, the the battles that would occur are, as I said, multi-stage, and they were more nuanced and less trivial than the battle system that we saw. Now, this was also apparently a drawback to the game, is that each battle map was so big and so massive, and if mistakes were made, uh, you had to restart earlier so we would definitely want to incorporate uh so well this was on the nintendo right this is on super nintendo oh super nintendo so i mean yeah you gotta cut them cut them some slack i guess well what we can do is we can add in what i think this game would have gameplay wise is pretty much keep everything that was there in the original spruce it up uh with the ui because obviously things are are a bit difficult to sort of find so give give all of those uh ui refinements 
extra buttons that are available and, and presentation layouts of information make that way more accessible, but also incorporate uh, the, uh, what's that, that wheel that you can turn back. Oh, what was it called? When you die, you can actually like stop and be oh, like, right. oh, let's reset back a few turns. Okay. I need to redo this. Yeah, I don't the remember reset what it's called. Go back in time thing. I forgot what that was called. But okay. definitely bring that in because that is absolutely needed in here. And what I would love for the Fire Emblem series to do is to not penalize you. I know this is kind of against Fire Emblem, but if there was a way to incorporate an element where where you had to play the game and everyone had to survive, if that wasn't like such an important thing, I would love for them to just, you know, if a character dies, not a big deal. Here's another character that you can get. Right. Um, okay. I'll only get them when in the event that someone dies, right? So, something like that, maybe. That's not a necessity. I would say a necessity is being able to turn back time. And for these bigger missions, I'm totally fine with them if it means that we're getting more interesting battles and missions. But they need to do like multi-save steps of saving and stuff like that. Right. What I, what I'd like to see in, in these battle battle maps, especially like again in Fire Emblem Three Houses, like the bigger battles that you felt you thought were bigger, like your your boss battles, I guess. Like, I wanted to see like the the battle area like change, uh, with things happening around you, like the environment to change physically change, yeah. and it drastically changes your thought process almost like a second stage in a boss battle do, do you know what i mean like for example in dark souls when you're when that enemy is about halfway done or whatever that enemy does something totally different like and that's what what, what i felt like fire emblem really needed and i and, and and i would have to incorporate that into this as well um, yeah, I'm totally with it. what they could do is or what they need to do is, is and an easy thing to do add weather yeah, and and it right, it doesn't have to like overhaul the entire environment, but you know, adding weather uh, will could change things. Like for example, now would you want randomized weather or? Uh, I I'm perfectly fine with them making different elements of weather. So so as you're playing through the the campaign, okay, you encounter each sort of weather effect as its own, as part of like the tutorial, as things progress, and then the weather situations will be tailored towards each of the missions, whatever it is that you're doing, and it'll escalate from there. Sure. So maybe when you're getting to like end game, it's like massive, like hurricane, thunder, lightning, uh, things really ramp up and make it super epic on scale. And, and they can incorporate it, like think about it in terms of Breath of the Wild, right? There's a thunderstorm. Now, all of a sudden, your armored knights are a vulnerability, and if you have mages that can cast thunder thunder spells, right, uh -huh. now they're going to be extra effective at casting their thunder-damaging spell. And fire, right? Fire during a, uh, a, a downpour, right? Fire spells won't do as much damage, right? So now the mages themselves would have to worry a bit more, or if there's, like, uh, lots of wind happening, high wind, then arrows won't be, uh, they'll have a higher chance of inaccuracy. Right. Right. 
lot of stuff that you can do with that. And I'd even say that should be randomized, unless for somehow, some way, you have a skill or someone in your, you know, higher ranks has a skill to be a weatherman or a woman, whatever, a meteorologist, let's call them that. Um, some, something like that. So you can kind of prepare uh, ahead of time, prepare your battle. Or maybe, maybe even uh, there's some sort of mechanic to uh, change the weather midway through a battle. Okay. Where you can manipulate it. Yeah. That's a whole new yeah. class. Or, yeah. Could be whole a whole new, new class. class. Or, or, yeah. So, yeah, I, I think some, some alteration of the battle mechanics, whether it's environment or, like, truly environment, like, the way you actually get to an enemy, or, you know, the environment, like you said, weather patterns, thing, things like that. So, yeah, I, I just wanted some, some changes there. Uh, now, are we are we really modernizing this to yes. Fire Emblem standards? No, beyond that. The Fire Be- Emblem Three Houses, you know, it, it certainly looks fine and adequate, but I want it way better. You know what I think they should go? They should go um, 90s anime, early 90s anime style. Like, but mature, I would say Berserk, the anime Berserk. Have you ever seen that? Um, I know you tell me to keep watching it. The 90s anime Berserk, if they, I would say, do that as, uh, and just have all the characters continue to be, you know, sprites, you know, 2D sprites, but, you know, high resolution, nice looking uh, anime sprites. Okay. That's, that's what I would totally what... dig. If they did that, that'd be wild. All right, let's, let's get it made. Let's let's do this I mean, now. What, mu- what music. What are, what are we doing with music? Oh, we got it. We got to re- revamp it. Orchestrated, definitely orchestrated. Orchestrated. Yeah, orchestrated I think that would music with the drums, the horns, the brass. Absolutely. I think that makes sense. Makes total sense. Are we missing anything else on this one? I think I think we got Fire Emblem wrapped up in a pretty bow. We're good. <laughs> so, all right. Cool. All right. Well, this 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 is this is your wheelhouse right here. These these games, these tactical games. This is. I'm I'm actually going to remove what this one. What? I'm just gonna remove it, and I'll I'm gonna move it. I'll make a mention of it and say it's an honorable mention. All right. So just just mention it now then. All right. So uh, what I am. Oh, what happened to it? It went away. Uh, so what I just removed was Ogre Battle 64 as a remake candidate because, uh, Nintendo did publish the game. However, I am removing it, uh, mainly because, uh, now that I'm playing it again, uh, on the Wii U, you know, graphically, music-wise, I mean, yeah, there's a whole lot of stuff that can be improved, but it still holds up as an overall experience. But there is another Ogre Saga game that I think could deserve a, its own remake instead of flooding this list with a bunch of Ogre sag, Saga titles. I decided <laughs> to uh, you know, pull Ogre Battle 64 from the ranks and instead uh, give it up for Tactics Ogre, the Knight of Lotus. You now, really want to remake this one? Yes. 
This one is uh, it released on the Game Boy Advance. Yep. And this released after Ogre Battle 64, after the first Tactics Ogre, but before the remake of Tactics Ogre Let Us Cling Together on the PSP. So this was the last Tactics Ogre game to release. This one, storyline-wise, it isn't one of the sanctioned episodes of... Um, when you think of the Ogre Battle franchise and the, the Ogre Battle saga, uh, it takes place at... Uh, think of it like Star Wars. And each game is an episode. But uh, there's also offshoots. And the Knight of Lotus is one of those offshoot stories. It's not a bona fide uh, episode in this overall saga that happens within this world. Uh, but the offshoot that it is, it is with core important characters. Mm -hmm. uh, and these characters, actually, what they do leads up to this is the essentially the prequel to Tactics Ogre Let Us Cling Together. So this is the prequel to Episode 7. Uh, so this takes place sometime either during or just after Episode 6, which is Ogre Battle 64. So this is like either during the same time as Ogre Battle 64 or just after uh, the events of Ogre Battle 64. Uh, that's where the Knight of Lotus events take place. And I would love for them to uh, essentially do exactly what they did with the remake for for Tactics Ogre Let Us Cling Together and to give it that same level of treatment in uh, in The Night of Lotus. Uh, there's a couple of things I would like to see them improve. They did sort of add some 3D-ish elements to Let Us Cling Together remake, yep. but uh, they didn't go full-blown. You couldn't rotate the camera fully. So I would love for them to just make all the assets of the terrain fully 3D so that way you could fully rotate the camera all the way around and get that full 360 rotation. And by doing that, you're going to end up having some of the level, the battle, the level design in where some of these battles take place. That's going to need to be refined. And I would love for them to also include uh, more make make verticality, height, a bigger factor, like it is, um, it's a factor in Tactics Ogre, Let Us Cling Together, but it's more so a factor in Final Fantasy Tactics. Right. Uh, so I would love for them to incorporate that in this one as well. Uh, and then after that, it's, it's really just doing all the other uh, major treatments and extra bells and whistles that they added to the Let Us Cling Together remake to also put it there for the Night of Lotus. Uh, from what I remember with the story, uh, which is not much, because I played that game like 20 years ago, <laughs> very <laughs> a very long time ago. You don't remember? I, I barely remember that story. It's It's been right around 20 years, uh, may, maybe like a year less or something like that. It's, it's been a long time uh, since I played and beat that game. And I can't really remember the story, but uh, if there was issues of like localization not being quite there, then they need to definitely enhance that. Also, 
just really animate out the uh, the uh, scenes with the sprites. Use the sprites, have them animate out exactly what they're doing, just like how they did in uh, Tactics Ogre. And if they could, uh, the the first Tactics Ogre, let, let us cling together. If they yep. could also do the branching story path system uh, and sort of expand that out, now that's probably taken things a bit more. Now they do have multiple endings to uh, the Night of Lotus, if I can remember. I think they do. I just don't think they... They definitely didn't have the branching path story thing, the way, especially the way that it's presented uh, in, in Let Us Cling Together. So if they could incorporate that, it would... That, that's a big ask, but if they could, that'd be great as well. So it sounds like you just want to bring the Night of Lotus to Let Us Cling Together's standards, basically. Yes. And... Yeah to raise it up graphically to add that 3d more more 3d elements to the to the environment uh more so with what they did in final fantasy tactics because how that sort of pop-up book that that 3d diorama nature of final fantasy tactics was awesome and i would love for them to bring that uh fully into uh the tactics ogre franchise okay assuming uh fully orchestrated here Absolutely, fully orchestrated. I mean, the music in in Let Us Cling Together is phenomenal. Uh, I mentioned before uh, about weather effects. They had weather effects in uh, the Tactics Ogre uh, Let Us Cling Together. So they just need to bring that in there as well, uh, incorporate those uh, weather effects, make sure they stay in there, get those thunderstorms, change the music, make it way more epic and and uh, and insane. And yeah. So we're keeping the um, obviously we're gonna maybe upres the pixel art. We're keeping it pixel art though. Yep. Yep. Okay. Uh, Actually, this could be uh, similar to a uh, uh, um, Octopath Traveler type of uh, graphical because that could easily work with this tactic style combat system. Yeah. That visual style. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I'm 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 kind of looking at other games that kind of do the same or similar things to what, um, what uh, tactic what Night of the Lotus does. I'm looking at Fell Seal, uh, Arbiter's Mark, which is again another kind of tactics type of style. I like what they do in their presentation. It's almost uh, watercolor esque, I guess. Maybe I don't know. Um, and then also Banner of the Maid is is another one, but they their art style is a little different. Not. I guess you can call them chibi, maybe, uh, but yeah, they have a totally different different art style. Uh, but I, I agree, though, that the HD 2D would probably be a re- better representation of what uh, what these ogre games are like. So I, I'd have to agree with you on that for sure. Yeah. Very nice. Very nice. I don't. I. I. I really don't want these two games redone. Just saying. Actually, I, I do want this last game done. But... Down into the uh, honorable mention list. No, 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 no. Let's let's discuss. Let's discuss. Right. So the the next one coming up. This game is beloved by a lot of people, but uh, this lot of people is also a small list of people because not too many people have actually heard of this game. But those that have and have played it, absolutely mm-hmm. love this game. This game is just it's 
it's just doing stuff that wasn't shouldn't have been done during Super Nintendo. The game is called Terra Enigma. The game has just a it, it's just a very action adventure intensive RPG mm-hmm. where all the elements of sun it's it's doing platforming elements in an RPG. It's doing action combat in an RPG and it's doing it better than other bona fide action RPGs. It is a quite an excellent execution throughout and and they kind of they kind of like they almost bit off more than they can chew when they made this game, but they actually landed it in almost all the fronts. It is a fantastic game. What it needs in a remake is just a massive I think if there is a candidate to go full blown 3D, this is the one. How about how about this? Just just to change everything, right? Like first and foremost, how about we release it in North America? <laughs> let's let's start with that. <laughs> and, and that's a reason why a lot of people like had never heard of this game, right? Because it was never released in North America. And we can even put the original game in the remade game. Yep, a mini game. <laughs> yep. It'd be a game within the game. Bingo. Yeah, I think this would be the candidate for for our first 3D, right? Yeah. Yeah. And and by 3D, I'm I'm thinking probably like God of War style behind the shoulder almost. They're, so a PlayStation exclusive? What the heck? <laughs> uh just just closer a closer in camera system. Gotcha. Uh there might be some other, hmm, let me think, uh, maybe, what, what's some other excellent third-person action combat systems? Are you seriously going to make me name, like, a bunch of uh, Sony, I'm, I'm Sony exclusives? Like, well, I'm, I'm thinking of some very notable ones. Like, Astral Chain definitely comes up to mind. Well, Gears, Gears of War, not yeah, Gears of War kind of does that over-the-shoulder, really kind of close, close up. Right, but uh, in, instead of being close-up, like God of War, I'm trying to think of other third-person ones, not as close-up. So I'm thinking, like, Astral Chain, right? That one's more pulled back. And also, um, Bayonetta can, at times, be more pulled back. But Bayonetta is a little bit more uh, set-piece. There are set-pieces as you're going through the levels, and the levels are very linear. Uh, so I'm... That's why I'm I'm hesitant to say bayonetta style um, action combat system, but let's see. I mean, this you wanna inha- you wanna have the exploration. God of War has the exploration. Can Platinum and Games just take over this game? They could. I mean, if if they did uh, the Astral Chain ish yeah. kind of. Uh, camera system and i'm not saying the same combat system but i'm saying it's definitely an action combat system i mean this character is jumping around like crazy doing like dive spear thrusts and and jump thrusts and like weird energy shield things there's a lot of stuff going on that this that this character can do exploring the world opening up chests these are things that you kind of do in um in Astral Chain, to a certain degree, mm-hmm. it didn't. And Astral Chain also did platforming, but it didn't do it in the traditional sense. So Astral Chain, you had your uh, your your linked thing, 
and you told that to go to another platform, and then you hit the button combination that does the chain jump, where now your character gets pulled by the chain of the ink by by the other end, the chimera, and they pull you in. Uh, so I can kind of see like that being uh, a nice sort of uh, combo of of how the how I kind of see this working itself out. There's a lot of climbing in this game. There's there's you're crawling, you're you're smashing through walls. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of just stuff happening, and it's very fast paced. So yeah. in Astro Chain, also a very fast paced combat system as well. Yeah, I I think just just having the way, kind of like the, we're talking our way through this, right? So having the way Platinum does some of their stuff, I think would really work well. I like their a lot of what they do in the terms of their their combat as well. Um, I'm talking Platinum. So yeah, th- this this game is just incredibly bonkers. I, I so wish that this was released here because it probably would have done really really well. But yeah. Yeah. So yeah, yeah just it, just up redo everything really from the ground up. 3D shit. Yeah, I you know what? I mean, if I had to sum this up to people, it's if if you were to take Astral Chain and Secret of Mana, I was just about to say that. Smash the two together. Yeah. And just smash those two things together, you would kind of get what we want this to be re- Terranigma to be uh, remade as. I agree. Doesn't, like, this was made by Enix, right? So doesn't Square Enix have something similar to what Astral Chain is? Um, I don't, I don't think so. Uh, I guess, I don't know, probably the closest would be, like, uh, Final Fantasy VII? Yeah. Remake? Yeah, I don't want Final Fantasy VII, though. Yeah. And you know what? They could actually pull off this game kind of like Final Fantasy VII Remake, because Final Fantasy VII Remake is, is way more action-y, but, I mean, obviously, this game has no menus. You're not popping up menus uh, left and right. Right. Uh, so... Yeah, I, I definitely don't want it like Trials of Mana. Like, they weren't kind of a very different art style. I definitely want it like Yeah. Like I I think I'm talking about I, I think the art style of uh Astral Chain will work super well, except obviously not cyberpunk, right? Yeah. So left neon lights and, and stuff like that going on. Wow. It's this is a game I really want now. Yeah. That's so good. <laughs> so good. I'm just looking at their list. Go ahead, you can continue. I'm just looking at their list of games to see if there's anything that's popping out here. Now, a lot of people, kind of like how people would expect Final Fantasy VI, and we mentioned it first, right? A lot of people, I think, would expect this RPG to be remade. A lot of people have asked for a sequel, and we never got one. We never got a true sequel. And that is Super Mario RPG. Uh, what was that? Uh, Legend of the Seven Stars or something yeah, like that. Yeah. What a fantastic RPG! It's uh the art style that it did before was 
Well, it's it's that same thing that Rare did with their uh, with their Donkey Kong Country games, right. and they did what it was like they created the characters in th- they modeled them in 3D, pre-rendered them in 3D, and then took snapshots of them and turned those 3D models into sprites. And they did that for everything. They did it for the environment. They did it for the characters themselves, and uh, did all of those animations. And had them all play out. So it looked at the time fantastic because this was a level of um, visual fidelity that was above what traditional sprites were capable of. So it looked real good. And then it had this awesome combat system where it required, it uniquely required, I think this might have been one of the first games to do this type of mechanic in combat, in turn based combat which was that action button press yeah, uh, where you had to hit a button at the time that your attack lands or hit a button at the time that the enemy attack would land on you in order to gain some sort of offensive or defensive uh, benefit. So it wasn't hands-off. You had to be involved, and there was uh, a timing to it. And that added a level of skill to the combat system that wasn't typically there, where in other RPGs you just execute the command and that's it you know it wasn't really there wasn't really much skill involved but now you have to actually time your button presses with your attack to get that extra bonus in or or that extra defensive uh protection in and if you fail to do that uh well then you're going to take extra damage or you're going to deal less damage so there was this skill involved with that so those things definitely want them to keep those things and probably even take it uh take it even further by adding more complexity to the nature of the of the button presses and the timings which they have done in newer uh mario rpg style games like mario and luigi uh, uh superstar saga yep. or uh paper mario a thousand year door so to just take those elements that they did with the timing action button sequences but bake it into uh into a bona fide uh, this bona fide Super Mario RPG remake. Uh, visually, I think they should stick with the the style, the art style that they're going with. It, I don't know. It kind of looked like almost like claymation, almost right. Like claymation and puppetry. If I had to like sum it up, it was like. So you would keep like, that. I want to keep that, but make it really high res, really high fidelity to the point where where now things look like they are actually where you can actually see the material and it actually looks like it's made of clay or or wooden puppets or whatever. So you'd stay, stick with the aesthetic of a malleable object, like instead of paper, we're dealing with clay or something to that effect. An actual 3D object, 3D modeled object, uh, but the material it's made out of. Uh, will have that sort of look. It was, it was almost uh, like the uh, Super Mario RPG. The characters in there were almost like uh, play toys. Yeah, yeah. So something like that, and even some of the some of the levels and environments almost had like a, a diorama uh, uh, feel to the levels and the layout. Because there was also some platforming elements to it, where you did actually have to. Uh, uh, you, there was a jump button, 
Uh, you did have to actually, there were some instances of jump-based puzzles and platforming puzzles. Uh, there was hidden blocks uh, throughout the world that you could hit that would give you uh, extra goodies. Uh, uh, and what was it? One of the things that they didn't have in Super Mario RPG was uh, the camera angle was static. Yeah. I think with this remake, you allow that camera, even if it's sort of always going to give you that isometric view, I think uh, you allow it to rotate and allow, just given the ability to rotate around, that will sort of alleviate a lot of the platforming issues that were with the original. But also, you could up the ante on some of the platforming challenges and sort of bake it right into there, almost like uh, Mario 3D World. I was thinking, I'm on the same wavelength as you. Think of um, Captain's Toad's uh, Captain Toad Treasure Tracker. Yes, yes. But like, obviously, those worlds are really tight for whatever for its puzzle features. I guess just trying to get you to do that. So it obviously, expanded it a little bit, let it breathe a little bit. But just having having that same rotatability, that set, that sort of stuff. But that same look, I think, is kind of what you're going for, maybe. Yeah. There you go. That that would work, Captain Toad. That would definitely work for the art style. Yeah, so I just, just want to get better gameplay that. here. I mean, the music is really good, but we gotta we gotta update it. We gotta give it. Uh, yep. Give it real instruments and not you know MIDI chiptune type things. Uh, but the songs that are in there are really good. We just we just update it with proper. Uh, proper uh, instrumentation elements to overhaul i don't know i mean there's to overhaul than, i mean we're we're adding in a bunch of stuff with just by giving it this 3d um engine and environment to work with and change allowing the changing of the camera angles because some of the platforming was difficult to deal with because the the camera you couldn't adjust the camera at all so we would solve those problems by adding in that type of stuff. I'm going to add a whole new element to this. What's that? Captain Toad also has VR uh, with that VR kit. And I'm watching some gameplay on it. And I think that would, I think it would actually be really cool to have a VR. I mean, it's not true VR, right? You're still, you're, you're still yeah. looking at, toad you're not you're not actually toad but you're like you're in well it does have first person uh but you're like really in on this action now i know captain toad you can't you can't jump or anything like that but you're like so close and you can see everything i don't know you might want to might want to add uh, that, that to the repertoire yeah that would be wild if if you do that uh with the vr functionality can uh, you would have to change how the battles, the combat, would present itself, but it would look so awesome if you were to now see the battles happening right in front of you in VR, mm -hmm. uh, and you're just watching it all happen in front of you. That would be wild. That would be really cool. So well, definitely, yeah. definitely change the 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 way the com the combat is laid out. Uh, Instead of having that isometric backed off view, you have 
this sort of uh, move the camera around immersive uh, take on it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It'd just be very different. Like I, I would like to have an option, right? Either or. No, like I don't want to be, I don't want to be forced into the VR thing. You know what I mean? I'd like to have it the traditional yeah. method. Just offer as as in addition. Yeah. You can VR the battle. The battles that take place. Let's make this happen. Uh, one thing that I would say is a non-keeper or something that they could overall, even though they're not, is the storyline. It's not really much of a story. I mean, there is a story, but it's not it's not a serious story at all. <laughs> then we can't call. See, it's hard to change like a story. You know, that, that, that's like the the whole aspect of the game, right? That's the whole point of the game. So when you start changing that, it becomes something else. Well, what I'm saying is. I know they're not going to, but if they did want to change the story, I wouldn't complain. That's all I'm saying. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's good to know. That's good to know. All right. We're, we're at the last game on the list of games that we would love to have uh, a remake. Uh-huh. And this last game is a, a doozy because it barely made it here to the states and it made it here to the states like uh, almost a decade after the game originally released Mm -hmm. and this is tales of fantasia this was the very first tales of game in the entire franchise and it was a super nintendo game and it never released as a super nintendo game here in the states uh and it only came here in the States on the Game Boy Advance, I believe. Yeah. Uh, and that's where it sort of uh, came in. And this game, it started a lot. It started an entire franchise, right? It started the entire franchise of Tales. And it did things that no other game was doing. There were, there were some uh, games that sort of borrowed, maybe had a couple of elements here and there. But no, this is the first one that, like, really did a different take a dramatically different take on jrpgs what it did is not only was the combat action which which other games have done an action combat system but when you so in a jrpg right you're running around you get into a random battle and you're teleported to a battle map tails did that it still has that but instead of being a menu driven one the battle map is a side scroll almost like a fighting game 2d plane right and it's action based and your button inputs are almost are almost kind of like uh uh button inputs that you do for a fighting game kind of like smash where you could if you wanted to do like a an upwards attack or leaping attack you would hit up and then hit the attack button if you wanted to stab something on the ground you'd hold down and hit the attack button uh there were arts and spells that you could use um and these would change based on uh based on the nature of the thing if it was a spell there'd be a little bit of spell casting and you could target different enemies that were further behind others you could uh do uh different types of uh abilities that uh would uh take your your sword you, you sort of swing your sword and and do like a demon fang or beast fang. I, I forgot which which version they called it at that time. 
uh, and it would send like this shock wave of the blade. So you could get some projectile attacks. You could get uh, uh, archers shooting their arrows and over across distances. You had, you had your uh, your spellcasters and you had your melee uh, people. Uh, so you just take them and you combat one another and everyone is sort of engaging in combat at the same time at a fairly high uh, fast pace and uh, you could hit a button. So you're controlling one character at a time, but you could hit a button to then pause the action and queue up commands of your other party members for them to execute while you're in the middle of stuff. And when you're not queuing up commands on them, they w AI would continue to control them. Mm -hmm. So that, that's just to describe it uh, from the get-go. So think traditional JRPG, but with that very unique and different take on combat. And that's essentially Tales of Fantasia. Right. Yeah, I, I, I really dig what they did with the combat. I actually like the side, the side profile, side-scrolling combat arena. I think that's really, really cool, really, really interesting. Um, especially to be for that to be the first one to do it is that must have taken that that must have taken a lot of people by surprise to yeah. to do something like that. And I would love for them to so they they have already upgraded Tales games into a fully three D run around environment combat system. So instead of remaking Tales of Fantasia with with the newer elements that they've incorporated, I would say just firmly plant in place and go uh, full tilt on this side scroll uh, combat system that they did, this this 2D uh, linear action combat system, whatever it is that they called it, and just really hammer that in and make it even faster and more responsive to the player. Okay. Uh, and really up the animation quality of the sprites and the animations of their attacks and things that are happening so that it feels even more action-oriented. And maybe if, if, that, if people feel that that's not enough, maybe we can do the thing that I mentioned for Zelda, where there's that, that another plane, like mm -hmm. a, a background uh, lane that characters could, uh, could go on or, or sort of move in between. That could add another major dynamic because one of the issues with the combat in this game is characters, if your melee character got behind uh, some characters or your melee characters trying to reach characters that were in the, uh, in the back end of where the enemies were, it, was some, it could sometimes be difficult to reach them. All so right. maybe if you add this, this other layer of traversal, you could hop into the background or hop into the foreground and subvert an enemy, get around them essentially, yeah. and then hop back in in order to attack enemies uh, from in front of them or behind. Uh, so being able to sort of handle things like that, that would be uh, uh, potentially uh, pretty cool. Yeah, I, I'm really digging this. I like their, their pixel art too. It's done really well. It's real good. Uh, they need to like go full full bore on voice acting. They got to do it. Uh, okay. Definitely up the audio, up the voice acting, and the uh, the artwork. I think it needs to go kind of what I said before with um, 
Fire Emblem potentially and go in like high resolution anime style sprites. Okay. Like yeah. hand drawn anime, high resolution. So it looks like you're playing an anime. That could work. That could work. Definitely work. How about the <laughs> the overworld? How how would that? Not just the the world traversal, but like everything else. Are we keeping that in that same style as well? Or are we keeping pixel art? Um, you know what? They could do like a uh, a Dragon Quest Eleven, where you could do this 3D overworld traversal, or you could hit the flip of a button, and all of a sudden you get the original game graphics, and you could traverse the overworld that way. Right. All right. So, like what you said, like what Dragon Quest Eleven did. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah, the that's the only thing that really is holding this guy back. Is if you look at the overworld, the the world traversal is just terrible, absolutely terrible. Yeah, and and a definite thing that should be overhauled is the enemies, uh, the random battles. So get rid of that. Put the enemies in the field. You run into them. That's how you initiate in battle. Uh, do that. Don't do the random. Random battles. I mean, that's that. essentially what they ended up on, right? Yeah, yeah, that yeah. that's what they ended up on. Uh, so it's it's not like something that that they aren't aware of. So just just put that in there, and and you know what? Maybe even if people want, um, may, maybe make it like toggle toggleable. Yeah, I'm okay with random battles as long as you can you can manipulate it. Whether you want it heavy on the random battles or light or non-existent, I'm okay with that. Um, I don't even need to see him on the field as long as I can change that. I'm okay with that. So, I mean, visuals we talked about and audio, just once again, hammering in that voice acting, fully voice acting everything. Yeah. And going, going like on the extreme end, high emotion side of things. Yeah. Uh, kind of like what they did with, um, uh, Tales of Destiny. That one had some really good, it, it wasn't extensive at all. It was mo- mostly in the combat side of things, but the voice acting in the combat of Tales of Destiny was awesome. Uh, but I'm talking fully voice act, the entire storyline. Uh, definitely go go crazy on that. Can I also say that I would appreciate any of these games being just straight up ported over? Yeah. The well, way they the way they are. Which one would you want? If I was to just choose one, yep, and and choose from uh, the full gamut of the list, right? Oh man, the almost wanted and the uh, what's pick pick one to port to the Switch. Okay. Now all the Final Fantasy VI nerds are gonna get mad at me, but I'm not going. I'm actually gonna. Oh, can I? I really like what Tales of Fantasia does. Okay, I really, really do like that. That's that's a unique experience. I mean, the story on it is also really good. The game opens up with a fantastic story, yeah. so they don't need to change anything with the story. Right. Just, just voice act it. So there's that. I like Illusion of Gaia. Secret Evermore is cool. I like what they did with that. You can but only pick one. I know. Only All right. pick one. Terranigma. Oh, you. you <laughs> <one>. <laughs> that's what you were going to pick, right? That was all I was going to pick. Yeah, that. that's because we never got to play it. Oh, man. 
Uh, all right. So you got Terra Enigma. No, I, I think I think we I think you and I are on the same wavelength here, man. Terra Enigma is the one. Well, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna spread the love. So you okay. pick Terra Enigma. So you know what? I would want the Fire Emblem genealogy of the Holy War. That's okay. that's the one I would want to port to the Switch, but with with the caveat that it has to be translated, right? It has to be localized. Yeah. Oh man, these are great. This is great. I'm excited for these games that you're making. I <laughs> <laughs> was making them for us. They, oh. they asked us because they knew that that we had good taste. I'm gonna write a letter. I'm gonna write a letter to them. <laughs> All right, cool. So, what do you guys think of the list? Anything you would change? Anything you would add? What would you add? Would you add a different game to the list? I they probably know. would. They probably would. Of course, they would. That's going to wrap up today's episode of the Switch RPG Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. And remember, if you have any questions or comments, you can send them to podcast at switchrpg.com. You can listen to this show each and every week at switchrpg.com or on your favorite podcast app. If you listen on that, please give us a rating and review. We want to climb up those charts on the platforms. So your support would be amazing. And finally, head over to switchrpg.com for all your RPG needs on the Nintendo Switch. Until next time, see you later.